You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, currency will be bottle caps, and all of us comic book collectors will be set because every issue of those comic books we have is a plus one to strength. This is Melanie. And in the future, one of the criteria we will have to consider when choosing our games is how much brain damage it will cause us. And this is Jesse. In the future, public schools will offer Despicable Me Minion Speak as a foreign language. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is episode, I believe it's 24. 2016, this is the January episode. Happy New Year. Uh, if you missed Happy it. Happy New Year! Woo! If you missed it, check out our uh, Grolix Bites that just dropped a couple days ago on New Year's Eve because we couldn't wait till today to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You know what I just realized? What'd you realize? Doing maths. Maths? This time next year. We'll have more episodes than the, the show will be older in episodes than we are in years. Oh, good. Or at least us. I don't know. Good. Jesse's Jesse's a little senior, you know. Well, hey now, <laughs> not, that, not that little. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm excited because we figured just now that what next month is like our two year. Yeah, our two Terrible year news. podcast anniversary. It's funny to be like, yeah, we've been doing this show for two years. Here's episode 25. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, but that's because most shows go on a weekly schedule. And who says that's the way to do it? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nope. We, we play by our own rules. Mm-hmm. In, right. In fact, we have more than 24 episodes. We have a bunch. Yeah. We yeah. got eight nights and uh, three bites. And you know what? After two years, and I mean, we switched somewhere in the middle there. But uh, my mom still asks me, like, three times a week, are you guys doing your podcast tonight? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, geez, really? Oh, it's the last Sunday of the month. It's <laughs> the end of the month every month. Yeah. Um, Which is a giveaway because right now we're speaking to people of the future from the past. We like to do that. We do. Keeps us real timely on certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, thank you for joining us, listener. I feel real spunky now. Spunky? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spunky cast. <laughs> Have you found yourself in the spunky sphere? Because that's the theme for 2016. Spunk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're gonna talk about. Uh, our poll list pick from last month. We're going to talk about what we read, and it was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about some Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and it was brutal. Uh-huh. Yeah, and finally, I get to talk about things that I've been holding in for so long. It's ridiculous. And then also, right now, we're going to talk about a little Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you guys didn't what? even know. I sprung Spoilers. it on. Spoilers. I knew. Okay. Yeah. Do we? Oh, yeah. Okay, first off, 
Uh, <laughs> I like how the voice, how your how your timber dropped. You're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Before we get too far into that, because I've got a good segue back into it. Christmas was not that long ago. Well, for us, for other people, you know, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Life Day, is Festivus. It, yep. Is Ramadan a thing? I'm sure it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. There were major holidays recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, often for, for a lot of people, holidays in which you receive and give gifts. Yes. Did anybody get any cool geeky gifts? I got two that I can think of offhand that are definitely geek related. I got a, I got that TV that we mentioned in the, uh, the New Year's Eve special. That's definitely a good geeky gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can watch all your awesome geeky things on it. And a Chromecast. Which we haven't even tried to hook oh. up yet, but that's a pretty fun geeky addition. Chromecast yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah, we like ours. That'll make your HDTV um, much more handy because I don't know I've I don't know if you guys have cable or what you watch on it, but with the Chromecast, it's easy to cast some YouTube or Netflix or whatever from right. the computer over there. So Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, some anime. Yeah, we, we, we have a Chromecast as well, and it's pretty handy. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things, and so I'm excited to play with it at some point here. It's a nice streaming device. Yeah. yeah. I only wish, and I'm not endorsing one over the other, I wish they had a... Uh, you want a Roku. I, I, want, I want a remote. That's what I want. I, yeah. want a, I want a remote so I don't have to worry about the battery on my phone or my whatever device that you you use to control it yeah that's i mean that's kind of the central idea with the chromecast is you use your cell phone as a remote but more the computer but then you have to go back to the computer every time Mm -hmm. so either way i just want to be able to sit on the couch not have to charge anything and and be able to well fortunately fortunately we have an xbox as well so that's true i got i got a computer yeah yeah i was not i mean I knew I was going to get it because my family can't keep secrets for crap, but (laughs) I really, I jokingly asked for a laptop, which I did not get. Instead, they bought me a desktop, which I had, but you know, whatever. It's fine. I I got a new computer. Yay. They, they went halfway. They bought you an all in one desktop. So it's pretty much a laptop, just not portable. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I just need some straps. Straps and a long extension cord. Yep. <laughs> yes. I love that idea. You just duct tape the keyboard to the bottom oh, of yeah. the monitor. It works. Mm-hmm. Um, the all-in-one computers are weird. I am not a fan because I like to be able to upgrade. Mm-hmm. But yeah. hooking that thing up was—I mean, you did—you did most of it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. There's very little. It's very light. Yeah. I can carry the box with one hand, but Randy t- said no. That's not safe. Yeah. Well, you can teeter a baby over a balcony. It doesn't mean you should do it. Okay. Yeah. Got might work for Michael Jackson. He got attention. <laughs> what good did that do? He he got a lot of attention. Yeah. For not baby dangling. So. <laughs> or some other kinds of baby dangling, maybe. Okay. Baby dangling. <laughs> Moving oh, along. Wow's. So two of my, not my favorite gifts, but my favorite geeky gifts I got this year. Um, I got this cool, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's a wall hanging. It's like a, it's not a poster because it's like solid. It's like wood or something. Yeah. I don't know what you would call that, but it's some type of like a print on a solid wall hanging thick 
bored. Um, but it is a print of Legends of the Dark Knight issue number 50. So it's a super cool, uh, cover art with Joker where he's got like the smiling cat and stuff. It's, it's pretty awesome. With a Joker faced cat. That's not just a smiling cat. Yeah, it's a Joker Joker faced cat. cat. So yeah, super cool Batman and Joker, uh, wall, wall art. I dig that. Yeah, I like it. And then to say, pull us back. Melanie got me this. In fact, this might come into the podcast sometime because maybe we can figure out how to play this. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. Oh, yeah, I got that um, a little ways ago. Oh, well, I was looking at some of these. And okay, I've seen all the episodes. Uh-huh. My memory is for crap. And I was looking at some of the cards on the back and I'm like... I bet St- Jesse would still stomp the crap out of <laughs> I was going to say, just looking through some of the cards, uh, I do pretty well. I, I, I bet you too. better on classic stuff than I do on the new stuff. Yeah. And he's got the game. It's so easy to memorize the cards. It's ridiculous. We can well, play I, him. Haven't, I haven't done that, but I just, like, whenever I needed to feel better about my memory, <laughs> I just pull those out and go, you know, like, oh, do I know that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I'm amazed. Like, I can't remember things I need to remember, but I play a game two or three times and I know everything by heart. It's ridiculous. Mm. The stupid things I remember. Mm. Okay, sorry. I hadn't even watched any Ben and Polly and I knew um, a couple of questions about Ben and Polly. So, really? I've, I've rectified that sense, but. Well, see, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, you have. Um, I, I suspected you have a lot more. Almost like book knowledge of Doctor Who, like a learned education mm-hmm. about it. Right. And a lot of mine came from, like, I watched the episodes, but I tell you what, that's a lot of episodes and they all kind of blur. Yeah. <laughs> they, after a while, it all kind of, kind of blurs. It, and there, there were several points in time when we were like, we got so much more Doctor to get to. We just got to, like, get through three or four episodes today. We just have to. <laughs> yeah. We got to so, binge you know, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm just not good with watch approach. <laughs> yeah. And character names and stuff like that. And oh, God, when no. this happened, you know, unless it's certain like standout episodes or mm-hmm. episodes and events that people talk about. Yeah. So it's fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. A lot of it though, I'm, I, I'm not good at retaining, um, certain kinds of certain information. Yeah. And or Randy exclamations help me a lot. What? Randy exclamations. I'll never forget Tegan. Uh, oh yeah! Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's because of you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Tegan. Way to what did you say? Way to you said. it, I think I you said oh. the f word. Way to grow like sit up, Tegan. <laughs> Again. Braveheart, Tegan was the worst. <laughs> so, okay, maybe not the worst. She was pretty bad though. She was very uh. She's just an unpleasant companion. She didn't want to be there. I don't know why she came back. Mm-hmm. Just go yeah. home. Oh, and Dory. I don't even know who Dory is. I don't think I really watched it when Dory was on there. Dory. But because Dodo. of me- Dodo. Is that I, what it is? I bet well, it's Dodo. It was she was oh, in there maybe. very short, very briefly. Okay. Well, then I guess I did forget Yeah, her. I like Dodo. I don't know why. Because her name was Dodo, and she looked interesting. Okay. And she seemed like she could be cool, but she was not on long enough to really get a good gauge on her. Okay. Well, I, obviously I was wrong because I called her Dory instead of Dodo. Yeah. But you know what I mean. No, you weren't. I don't think you were watching at that point. I wasn't. But you, you the way you, you laugh and be like, ah, and say something about it. And <laughs> and so I recall these things, you know. 
<laughs> oh man. Some of those first doctor episodes, he would do something that would just crack me up and I would have to rewind it over and over again. I know. Just the way oh, yeah. he would come, he'd walk into a room and like the Daleks were on the screen and he just, Daleks, just the way he would do it. Oh. Would, I know. You would make me come and be like, you wouldn't even have to play anything. You'd be like, look at his face. And I'd laugh and then I'd leave the room and then be done. But you'd have to make me come and look. Uh, you know, actually, very like, placated now. We, uh, we did like a mini Star Wars marathon to get ready for, uh, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it, like, I, I, I made for sure that we were going to watch all of Empire because Empire is like the best and it's got Yoda. So win win. And I kept thinking that, uh, you know, you could easily muppet up, uh, Hartnell. Because oh, uh, yeah. there's times, there's times when, uh, especially Empire Strikes Back, Yoda uh, sounds like Hartnell. Like you could turn Hartnell into a puppet and and uh, and give him some of the mannerisms of Yoda, and it would be the same. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, mm. <laughs> oh yeah, he had that old guy. Mm. <laughs> he did that little laugh thing. Mm. Uh huh. Yeah, totally. Dead mm. on. So, Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah, I figured we. I mean, we don't have to get super deep into it. I yeah, know. yeah. I, but last last episode, we said we had to discuss the next episode because Jesse hadn't seen it yet, and it was a good one. Yeah, and now, oh um, yeah, because the finale. Yeah, yeah, the finale happened, and we haven't got a chance to talk about that on here yet. And the Christmas special just ran. Yeah. Um, and we've all watched that. And they released uh, the Diary of River Song, like uh, right before they released the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. And so I have been on a mini river thon. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little, yeah. a little too much river. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Were you um, drowning yeah. in the river? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, a few too many rivers to cross. <laughs> Which uh, may or may not be a line in some episode. I don't even know which. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with basically, uh, well, just in general, the, keeping it vague, what did you guys think of Series 9 as a whole? I liked it overall. There were some, some bits that I had problems with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Claire's gone. So that made me happy, and I'm hoping for better things from the next, uh, yeah, the next season or series, whatever. Well, we know Capaldi's coming back for another season. Yay! Um, but he keeps throwing. I just read an article not long ago, and it, he keeps throwing out the idea that most likely it'd just be this last. This will be his last season. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because of people like someone who shall remain nameless that. Made the show popular. I I'll give again. I'll give them that. But uh, they they want the doctor to be young and attractive and whatever. And I'm like, it's not about that. Jeez. Who who did that? You're talking about Moffat? No, I'm talking about <laughs> that's Moffat. Oh, you're talking about the fangirls. Yes. Oh, okay. The okay. fangirls. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's the deal or not. I don't know if it is, but the couple of few that I've talked to, I was really shocked. They were like. I don't like him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't like Capaldi? What's wrong with you? And they're like, he's old. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. They're not looking at it as like, uh, quality, you know, yeah. the actor or the character arcs that, mm-hmm. you know, 
See, it's confusing to me because I feel like I'm getting different information from different sources. Like, I will hear that Doctor Who is as strong as it's ever been, and then I'll read another article and they'll say that it's kind of hit a slump. Uh I'm like, really? It's hit a slump? Because everybody I know is talking about it. Mm -hmm. But you know people who actually like Doctor Who. That's true. Not people (laughs) who just, you know. Well, it's very popular, so there are a lot of people that are... (laughs) They're interlopers, but no, there's people that are like, you know, this is this big popular thing. I should check it out and write about mm-hmm. it and people come read about it, but they're mm-hmm. not like hardcore fans, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. There's going to be that for everything. Right. But I think those, I don't know. I was about to say those are the people that are going to be more fickle, but that's not necessarily even the case. Yeah. Cause hardcore fans can be pretty particular about things as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really, I, I found the same thing though. I hear extremes in both directions. I hear a lot of, you know, Capaldi's great, uh, best actor to play the doctor, this and that, and this. this. Yeah, and then that's that's cringeworthy, too. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if you'd say that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's extremes in both directions. Like, they go way far one way, and then there's also, like, this is the worst it's ever been, and he's awful, and... <laughs> we're like, uh, totally. you clearly have not been watching it for very long. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's some bad moments. Oh, yeah, there are. Oh, there's some bad moments through the whole I think every run. doctor has a terrible moment, you know? Uh-huh. Every doctor has a bad episode. Yeah, and some have several. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've enjoyed this season a lot. Uh, it wasn't always great, but mm-hmm. um, I like how. It definitely felt different from last season, even though we have Capaldi and we have Clara. They both seem like they're, well, Clara's weird. She still felt thin, Mm -hmm. but she feels thin. She's felt thin from the beginning. They're definitely, they were doing something different with her, but, and it kind of felt like a natural, like, progression of her character from before, you know, she's become very, she's very confident uh, and. Capaldi was doing something different, so it felt okay for them both to be doing something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Capaldi was different. He definitely felt like in a different place, in a better place than the last season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from a like emotional point of view, where he's the care. You know, the Doctor himself is more comfortable being the Doctor, mm-hmm. and not and being more compassionate and less. Yeah, yeah. I like how different. It felt this this season felt different from the last season, mm-hmm. and the two parters I thought was interesting. I think that kind of helped uh-huh. set it aside, set it uh, make it stand out from last season. And I like that like every two parter was one cohesive story, but each episode had a very different feel from the other. And usually, if you notice, they changed uh, settings between the two, even though it was a continuing story. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Except for the one one parter, which was about iBookers, and which was a weird episode. And from what I understand, that is um, hearsay, secondhand. But uh, supposedly, that was the the Mark Gatiss, Mark Gatiss, yeah, episode. And supposedly, that's something he's kind of been sitting on for yeah. a long time. Yeah. So, so that's kind of well, why it felt just weird, a little out of place with the other episodes. Mm-hmm. I was reading some things, and I'm like. After that episode, I'm kind of like, uh, if Mark Gatiss is the next in line, then I'm kind of okay with Moffat hanging around a while. Yeah, because eye boogers aren't really the most exciting thing. Yeah. No. 
No. Might be a good thing to sit on. Sit on your eye boogers, okay? <laughs> there's a reason it was sun- there's a reason that one stayed under the mattress yeah. for so long. Uh, that, yeah. that script got kicked under the bed for a while. Yeah, it it I mean it did and it felt like a one off, but it was it was also kind of a weird episode. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, you expect weirdness from Doctor Who anyway. I liked the dark of this season. Mm-hmm. And I and I come to have come to expect some silliness here and there, but it's much less silly, I think, than it had been last season. Hmm. And I like that because he rolled in on a tank with an electric guitar. I felt like yeah, there was yeah. some there was some silliness. Well, it's hard to say there was some silliness last season. I mean, think about robots yeah. or Sherwood Sherwood. Yeah, I, I guess know. the silliness came from the Doctor as opposed from the episode as often. Yeah. Sonic Sonic sunglasses. Which I hate, but but yeah, the doctor can be weird and crazy and silly all he wants. So can people sometimes, I guess. But the writing shouldn't necessarily always be. Yeah, it shouldn't necessarily be a goofy concept. Yeah. It can still be light without being mm-hmm. a goofy concept. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And that's my beef with everything. The, none of the doctors are really that bad. The writing sucks at times. That's at times. what. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that was that would be my biggest beefs with this series was just a handful of little things that like were complete game changer slash game breakers, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two in particular being the regeneration thing that they throw into the very first opening two parter. Where he just regenerates every Dalek, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, how many how many regenerations did you just burn through? And, mm-hmm. and I know we don't, I know we're not keeping track anymore because nobody knows how many he has left now. But wow, yeah, and it yeah. works for Daleks apparently. And then, uh, and then the whole thing where they can just yank people out of the Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're sort of immortal. Like, why has he never done this before? Amy and Rory, you know, I mean, like anybody, because he's not supposed to see. Right. Well, that, yeah, right. Like, well, okay. Now we're jumping. We just jump. Yeah. To the sorry, end. I, threw, I, Very, I did that. That's okay. <laughs> no, but that's valid because I think part of the thing was, I mean, he's not supposed to. That if that goes unchecked, will tear the fabric of reality apart. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But then we're supposed to feel like a happy ending that um, Zombie Clara. And, uh, Stark. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> me. Me. Yeah. Me. Uh, take the long way around, um, back to, you know, basically they're just like, okay, well, we'll go fly around and have adventures for a while before we go and put Clara back to die. And did we do a spoiler warning? We did. <laughs> we they did know. Not. They should know. They should know. When we talk to Doctor Who, we, we spoil. Yeah. We sp- we talk anything pretty much we spoil. This is the last year anyway. This is last year's <laughs> TV. Yeah. Yeah, it bugged me a little bit that like they left it open where it's like, okay, well they're gonna you know, they use that line, which was nice, whatever writing, but mm-hmm. you know, take the long way around. But it's like, no, you can't. You have to go back because you being yeah. alive is gonna destroy the universe. Yeah. You know, like on one hand, I like it because that means that uh, they can do big finish spinoffs and stuff, but. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I think we've talked about it before, and it's it's part of that whole thing where 
not every companion has to be some super special thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they've already done that with her, made her, tried to make her something special before. Stop it. From the beginning. Just stop it. Yeah. So, okay, jumping back one episode, because we didn't get to talk about it last time, where he's in the confession dial. Mm-hmm. I thought we talked about that one, didn't we? No, you, had, you hadn't watched oh. it yet. We had watched well, that was, it. I, ha- I have a little bit of a problem with that one, mm-hmm. too, even though I love that episode. That episode is brilliant. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the whole span of time thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it becomes problematic, and I think they even kind of address how, that it's problematic in the next episode. But because, well, then you're like, okay, so are we getting the same doctor out of the time dial? It's just he, he thinks he's gone through like four billion years that's my, that's my take on it we had a, a discussion about this mm-hmm. ourselves and that i don't i think y- you and i differed or are we getting the umpteenth trillion copy oh wait no no, no no that's yeah that's what i meant but then again is it really a copy of a doctor if it's just a i mean it wouldn't necessarily be like this many copies that re- like removed of the doctor it'd be that was the original doctor and then boom he just Shot out another one copied from the original. Now I'm confused. You know, that's the problem. No, okay. It's a confusing idea. Yeah. It's the doctor from when the the moment he was taken. Mm -hmm. And they're just, it's just like basically like resending a fax or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, yeah. That's my take on it. So it's, it's always get that same doctor every time, even though he realizes that it's happened so many times. He hasn't lived through that. All he that would many have times. only ever done it. The doctor the that once. comes out, if it's if it is a I copy. I don't understand why they act like it's such a big deal. Yeah, if it That's is a copy, thing. the doctor that comes out only did that once. Yes, exactly. It's all the other copies of the doctor. Uh-huh. But I mean it's still if that's the way it is, it's still horrible because if you think of um, the prestige where he's well, that's making was, clones of himself. And- that's what I was going to say. It'd be, it'd be like in the prestige where you got like a room full of dead yous and you're like, oh God, I got a room full of dead me's, but you know, now I'm the best magician in the world. And uh, you know, the, yay, the doctor's the best time traveler in the world, I guess, because he can go through billions of years in one day. <laughs> it's like it's it's that RTD thing where it's like okay, well we fought a Dalek and it was scary, and then we fought three Daleks and that was scary, and then we fought the whole of the Dalek Empire and that's scary. Um, and so it's like that same thing where we had Matt Smith and he was on he was on Trenzalore for seven hundred years, and how are we mm-hmm. gonna how are we gonna top that? Yeah. It, so yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a constant battle for that that. I think, yeah, I think making it four billion years mm-hmm. pushes it too far into the absurd, of into the, like, unfathomable, that it kind of loses its impact. Yeah. Because when he's, like, 70,000 years, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. And then when he's, like, two billion years, you're like, what? <laughs> that, that, I don't have really have a problem necessarily with that. I mean, especially considering... We're supposed to be the beginning of the universe. It's going to be like words I don't even know of how how far it'll go. Probably okay. It was, I don't think it was a day. Maybe it was like a week or something that he was there. But if if every week for billions of years, the the skulls would be like piling out of the freaking stratosphere. Are you serious? That wouldn't it, it wouldn't happen the, the the way that they do it. And regardless of all that. 
he still would have only done it once. And so he shouldn't be all crazy traumatized, in my opinion. Well, yeah, but the kind yeah, of... Yeah, when it resets, why why are there more skulls? Yeah, that's another issue, is when it resets, everything resets. Mm-hmm. Those skulls should be gone. No, he resets, not everything. No, the whole... The environment resets. The, with the resetting, that doesn't necessarily make sense, unless it's because the environment resets, but he's an external factor. Him and his clothes are from yeah. the outside, so... And it wouldn't have been entirely the same anyway, because... Oops, I'm sorry. The first doctor wouldn't have a skull to knock down and um, wouldn't have wouldn't have a scratch <laughs> in the wall to tell him to go wherever. Yeah, room twelve. Um. So th- I think that's I think what we're kind of talking about is a big part of the problem with that episode is it's an awesome concept. That, yeah. like a lot of Moff's, Moffat's awesome Doctor Who concepts, breaks apart the more you think about it. Mm-hmm. It wound up becoming a really awesome vehicle for Capaldi to continue being awesome. That's, yeah. Because he nailed that, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of how ill-conceived or well-conceived it was. But, you don't I mean, because so? it's basically him talking to himself that whole episode. This was the season of... Capaldi, is it monologue? Monologuing, he, he gets yeah. The big speeches. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Which was great, though. I, I mean, yeah, you, you got to use him that way. If you right. if you've got him, give mm-hmm. him something to do because he's awesome at that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's big and theatrical when he needs to be, and he's uh more serious when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So okay, so the second episode. Of that, the second part of this season finale, yeah. technically. What'd you guys think of all that? He gets out. He's PO. starts like a Western. It really does. And I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I did. It's like just it. like, Rassalon, get out of my house. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know how. Like, I simultaneously loved that and thought, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it, it's just him being... Uh, super awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's being quiet. He's not saying like he hardly says like a single thing. Mm-hmm. And the, you know they they keep showing up with more people, and you know mm-hmm. he just leave goes and lays back down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's and also we're back, you know, back in that uh cabin barn thing. Yeah, from his childhood. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, I enjoyed when they show up with the big airplane thing with the guns on front, mm-hmm. and, and he just stands there and faces it. Uh, they made the guns and the plane like so big compared to Capaldi that it was humorous to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoy getting to see him as a hero to the people because mm-hmm. you never really know. He's always running away from it. And when he's there, even usually you only see him like with the big council people. So it's nice to have other people around give their opinion of him, especially after, you know, all the craziness with the time war and the war doctor and stuff. And those council people are a fickle bunch all through the history because he'll show up. They hate him. He saves them or something foils some plot. And they're like, oh, you're our president now. And he leaves. He shows up, they hate him, you know, like, yeah. or he shows up, they love him, then they hate him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, 
the council's a the count you know i guess mm-hmm. politicians that makes sense but they're they're a very fickle fickle mm-hmm. bunch so yeah it was cool to see him interact with like the regular people outside uh-huh. of the fancy yeah. gallifrey city mm-hmm. i wonder if the high council actually did uh get on the next shuttle because uh essentially gallifrey is without a government now yeah mm-hmm. yeah because he didn't stick around. he doesn't stick around he never does Mm-mm. and okay so the christmas special really like reinforced this but moffat's big trip trick is that he just like it's manipulative but we see the doctor and whatever companion uh clara or river song or even amy and rory it's constant goodbyes. Oh, this is the, that's tragic. This is the last time mm-hmm. we're going to see you or it's no more after right. this, or you're going to die or this and that mm-hmm. constantly. And I really liked some of the stuff they did with, with him and, and Clara in this episode, but uh, along with the episode where they actually killed her kind of, uh-huh. um, the last time. Yeah. I just was like, are we seriously getting another goodbye? Yeah. Like another one? No, we're getting like three. Yeah. Like, but I, I mean, I liked the scene. I thought it worked well. I liked, I think, um, what's her name? Um, it escapes me now. Maisie Williams? No, um, Clara, the actress that plays Clara. Jenna Coleman? I think she did well, like when she finds out how long he was, you know, in the yeah. dial or whatever, or how long he experienced in the dial, how upset she was by that. I don't know. It was good. I thought that stuff was good, but it again, it was like, how many times do you have to say goodbye to her? Yeah. Because yeah. even Capaldi himself, this is, this is like the third time, mm-hmm. you know. So, at least the third time. I know. I I'm not. I liked the episode. I did. Mm-hmm. It was good. Both of them were good. Um, the, really, yeah. The only thing I have problems with is. His overreaction, which cost, in my opinion, I have to assume it's overreaction to his situation he was just in, making him be stupid about the whole, I have to go get Clara thing. And then lose his memory and all that stuff. But him being on Gallifrey was awesome. Finding out uh, more about his childhood and and possibly linking him to the movie was awesome. Oh, oh, Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, half human thing, yeah. They at least like some type of not acknowledged. It was at least a nod, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really appreciated that because we were like discussing who the who the um, hybrid could be, and we're I'm like, well, if they go by the movie, it could be him. And then they they actually did it, and I was surprised. And well, yeah, they acknowledged that it was a possibility, or that you know they know that. You're thinking it's a possibility? Yeah. That they know that the movie is supposed to be part of the canon or something? And kind of when it came down to it, the hybrid thing was a MacGuffin that didn't matter. And I think what they were, I think what me was saying was kind of a cop out. The hybrid is the doctor and Clara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, it is not. Well, it doesn't make sense. If it was going to be, if it was going to be a hybrid of a companion, it'd be like the Dr. Donna or some. Crap like That's that. the true hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to destroy the universe. It wouldn't surprise me. She's a redhead. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh. 
That was the best reaction. I wonder if this conversation would have went the same if we had video enabled or we were sitting there. <laughs> um, there's a lot of redheads in, in modern Doctor Who. Yep, except the doctor. Uh, except the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I ginger? Well, maybe next time he'll be a ginger woman. They made the master woman to prepare us. Well, <laughs> and they they even pushed that a little further with the um oh, I can't remember. The the security person? Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I appreciated that or switched back to woman was like, "Oh, it's weird being a man." Yeah, how do you handle all the ego? Or something, you know, something mm. about Yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, okay, yeah, my complaint aside, I, I enjoyed both those last two episodes. Mm-hmm. I, I like this season a lot, but I enjoyed both those last two episodes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, the only real problem is we've had enough time to let it percolate and let the things that bug us bug us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, mine were right away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the concepts are great, though. Um, yeah. I, you know, with... It's never perfect, the doctor, any of the the modern Doctor Who and the old Doctor Who too, but it's never perfect. Even as good as it gets, there's always going to be something, but it's the companions. They just need to stop. They need to have him without a companion for a while. And I think it'd be perfect for me because my complaints are almost always the companions or his reaction to the companions. All his stuff was great. I want to, I want to know more about his childhood. I think that's a dangerous territory. I to do walk too, in, but though. it's awesome. He was like an orphan or something, it, living it, in a barn. It is pretty uh, cool when they touch on that stuff, but it's also like, don't touch on it too not, hard because we really don't want to know all that much too concrete. Well, like, no, I don't some need to know everything, but I want to know how did he go from that to what he is? A, a time lord who ran away? Yeah, because aren't the time lords a time lord who not, ran away because he found I, out about uh, a prophecy of the hybrid? Yeah, and I'm confused. Our, our Time Lords and Gallifreyans aren't necessarily the same thing, right? Well, we always thought they were, but... Yeah. It, I thought Time Lord was like a... Like their race. Okay. Oh. It's it's used interchangeably. I, it's I thought, used as a title, and it's used as a race. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was thinking Gallifreyan was like you were born on the planet, and then Time Lord was like you mastered time travel well, type of a thing. Yeah. Like I think they've kind of established it that way. Yeah. See, I always thought it was like, you know, the Time Lords were the race and also Gallifreyans the same thing. But yeah, no, they definitely kind of, I think new series really hit that where, what was it? That one fly, it was the flashback where they were like, well, he's going to have to join the military because he'll never make time Lord. Yeah. What was it in? Listen, was that the episode? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't even remember that. When they first showed him as a kid in that place. Yeah. Yeah. The, I remember the episode. I don't remember that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah, dialogue between the... Um, I was thinking it back when they had the uh, the one master, um, the blonde guy. Oh, um, Sim? When they were talking about having to go and be in the vortex and what he heard was heartbeats or whatever. I'm like, oh, so you're not automatically a Time Lord. You have to like go through this whole process. Oh, yeah. To be, that's when I thought it. That makes sense. Maybe I just didn't... Yeah, okay. But my brain works weird sometimes. I don't know. I assume things, I guess, that aren't true. So, and the doctor forgot Clara. Yeah, good. For the most part. <laughs> that was kind of an interesting choice to have him be the one that forgot this yeah, time. Really weird. Yeah. And Clara's kind of a turd, man. Yeah. He believed her. He believed that she did the thing. And so he switched it around so it'd be him. 
because she said she reversed the polarity. But come on, she's she's not that bright. She's practically <laughs> the doctor herself. Yeah, does it feel like uh, Maisie Williams is the sidekick in that duo? Definitely. Which is dumb. Definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. she should be the doctor of the two. She's the one that's yeah. been around for... Until uh, the end of time. Until yeah, yeah. the end of the universe. And, and, yeah, and she's going to step aside and be the sidekick to Clara, who's Im- obviously dangerously impulsive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, okay, you can be the chauffeur because you clearly know how to fly this thing, but that's about it. I mean, they explained it in another episode that they shouldn't be together. And it makes sense from that episode, him and him and Maisie, whatever. But I would like to see them together. I'd like to see her as his companion if he has to have one. But did you notice she kind of implied that he is immortal? Oh, did she? At the end of the world, the only people that are going to be there are oh, the immortals. Yeah, yeah. So maybe uh, maybe he his regenerations are limitless and he can, you know, mm-hmm. revive a whole planet of Daleks and it'll be okay because... Captain Jack can revive some giant demon thing and still live to be a huge head. Yeah, but he died eventually, too. That's so true. He wasn't really true. immortal, either. Even Rathalon didn't know how many regenerations he had. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like, how many did we give you? I think it's interesting. I think that's an interesting way to go about the regeneration thing. Because then, now they have no limit. Mm-hmm. But also, they can play it, in, play it up as there's actually a threat of fear of death like a legitimate fear of death from the doctor because he doesn't know mm-hmm. right. he could be out mm-hmm. or he could have a thousand more regenerations yeah. but they do need to be careful in what jesse was saying where he uses his regeneration power they need to be careful to where they don't abuse this regeneration power to where the audience is like whatever whatever he's got he you know he's got mm-hmm. infinite regeneration power yeah. like it if they abuse it like that it'll lose meaning mm-hmm. very much the way Moffat is done where companions never die. They yeah. or they die over and over, but it doesn't matter because it's comic book logic now. It, yeah. it it makes the death of a companion lose meaning. Mm-hmm. Because I even said that that episode where the the crow where where Clara dies, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it kind of does seem like that's her actual death, but he's done this. They've done this so many times that you can't trust it. And guess what? Yeah. You can't trust it. Yeah. Well, I would have been okay with them, um, you know, like duping the doctor out of regenerations to keep Davros around. But then, like, he's plugged into the whole of of the planet. If yeah. it were just like, you know, is again the RTD thing where it's like, okay, well, we have the Dalek Empire now. We have the Dalek planet. We just rebooted Scarrow uh-huh. because mm-hmm. the Doctor's here. Yeah, but but then it it all smushed itself. Yeah. It did? Yeah, that wasn't that the thing that there were so many dead Daleks that when they all oh. regenerated it there were too many and they oh, yeah. destroyed themselves. Oh, that's interesting. Well, at least in the city. I mean the yeah. planet itself is probably gonna be fine and some Daleks would survive that. So yeah, the ones that didn't float off and the ones that didn't get crushed, I guess. I thought it was a prison for the insane Daleks at this point anyway, but apparently not. Wasn't that the deal with what was it, the first episode of the last matt smith season oh asylum asylum was, of the dalek that i thought that was another planet altogether yeah, oh yeah was he it? made this one i thought because it because oh. it's in seven he shows up at scarrow but scarrow is a dead planet at that point and that's where he gets basically kidnapped because okay. that was a trap 
Yeah, this is like new Scarrow. Oh, okay. That he built somehow that, that and, and had hidden with cloaking devices. I've probably mentioned this in an earlier episode, but I still love the chair bit. Where oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah, there's so many great Capaldi moments. Mm-hmm. The Christmas special. The yeah, freshest in our minds. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either, and I really expected to. I don't like River Song, but I, I, I'm glad they made this episode. I double expected to hate it because I had been listening to the Diary of River Song because mm-hmm. that released early for mm-hmm. at least for North America. It was earlier than the episode itself, and so I was listening to that, and I was like, ah, oh. you know, like Stephen Moffat has written all of River Song's episodes, like all of them. Mm-hmm. And so this was Big Finish finally getting a crack at it, apparently with his blessing, with Stephen Moffat's blessing. And I was, I was honestly like, I'd rather have a Bernie Summerfield. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. She's a better, she's a better archaeologist. <laughs> yeah. Like River is just River, and sure, she's an archaeologist, but that's just kind of a front for everything else she does. Whereas I feel like Bernie Summerfield is better at being the academic that's messed up by the doctor. Mm-hmm. So She's I don't know. I I was just not impressed, at least opening up that that big finish set. And then I was like, oh, boy, I'm going to watch a whole episode of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then she had the sonic trowel yeah. in the diary. So, you know, that the, the two... Uh, you know, that BBC or at least Moffat had been communicating with Big Finish. That's pretty interesting, especially if they released that audio play, like, and then the episode come out mm-hmm. yeah. because that Sonic trial wasn't established previously. Was it? Excuse me. No, didn't she, didn't she, she had like lipstick or something, the Sonic lipstick or something. Yeah. Which was ridiculous and a yeah. little weird. At first, I was really uncertain about this episode. They did the weird thing where it was playing like River didn't know anything about the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think she would have known before that moment. She's part time lord. She would have sensed it. Yeah, she's she's a hybrid. She is a hybrid. <laughs> That's what you guys say. I don't think so. Go watch those horrible, think, horrible episodes. I think that she is a Time Lord because that's how Time Lords were created. Well, no, that might be Because so. pawns have sex in the TARDIS. Yeah, be, by, by <laughs> being in the time stream when you're born. And then that's how they they're just, first they're were created. Yeah. Or they were humans human-like. that became Time Lords. That's how it, that's my theory, well, that's but what that's that, not something they're ever going to touch on, I'm sure. That's what that kind of infers. Except for the two hearts thing. But but I've been saying that before River Song was even a thing. She's got two hearts, though. I mean, like, for all intents and purposes, she's a Time Lord, right? Or a Gallifreyan. No, she's neither, because she wasn't born on Gallifrey, and she didn't have to go through the trial crap. She's just a human with two hearts that was born in the time stream. I don't think she has the two she's hearts, though. She's the future. She doesn't? No. I think that's what, but she has all those. She has all those regenerations. She, just like she had the regenerations, which she gave all to the doctor, which right. makes her just normal human again. I guess I, I don't know. Those are the worst. Yeah, so confusing. I think the way augmented hand- timeline or whatever, because she's two hundred years old or something. Yeah, the 
I, the very concept of how River Song, the whole River Song thing was going to go from the beginning, after, you know, after they killed her and they planned on bringing her, I'm assuming, at least at some point, we're like, yeah, we need to bring her back and she'll become his wife and all this, was going to get muddy. But the Let's Kill Hitler whole, that, that episode... Was the worst episode ever made? And that whole plot line, like muddied it beyond like there's you can't step out of it it's such a mess after that Mm -hmm. the fact that she was uh went through these generations and was an assassin like a trained assassin Mm -hmm. and it was just stupid and that kind of went a long way to like really like being an issue yeah like just i was gonna say but being a trained assassin explains why she's more like uh, indiana jones than you know, a real archaeologist that digs and goes to school, and that's it. Mm. Ignoring all that, we'll go back to this episode. As we sidetracked ourselves, we sidetrack ourselves with. Well, I, I it's mostly my fault with complaining about it. We sidetrack ourselves, so yeah. my bad. I didn't find her to be a likable character, and that kind of made me like the episode more because I was like, "Oh yeah, there's kind of a reason I don't like River Song. She's kind of abrasive." Yeah. <laughs> and when she didn't realize the doctor was around, she's not a very, like, she's just not a, a pleasant person. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the tone of the episode was, was you know, I mean, we knew it was going to be that kind of, like, goofy, kind of fun, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know, yeah, all this to Christmas comedic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was okay. Some of it was actually kind of funny. So mm-hmm. that was fun. But I thought the moment where, you know. She's like, he's not here, blah, blah, blah. And her monologue? Her monologue. And Capaldi's like, um, uh, River, uh, River. I thought that actually worked really well. Oh, yeah, it did. And I was yeah. on board. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually mm-hmm. working. This actually makes me care about the River Song Doctor dynamic, whereas before I never cared because mm-hmm. it just never worked for me. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. No. There was There was no reason for them to love each other. Well. Or at least for him. Yeah, at least yeah. for the doctor, because for yeah. the most part, almost every time, I mean, they had more run-ins when he was, um, you know, Matt Smith. But for the most part, like, every time the doctor met her was, like, still, she was still kind of new to him. And mm-hmm. he didn't really know her that well. Mm-hmm. And they played that for pretty long into their interactions. Yeah. So there and was- he was always annoyed because she knew more than he did mm-hmm. whenever they wandered into a scenario. And And, you know... He met her, she died, then he met her, and she's just born, and then they're supposed to get married two weeks later or something. Yeah, that's weird and awkward, and uh, why would he... Oh, yeah. It just... Yeah, I mean, the relationship idea just didn't really work, at least on the... You know, from the doctor's point of view. Mm -hmm. But here, it kind of worked. Yeah. And you had said something after we watched it where... I mean, it seems like Capaldi's still quite a... You know, a bit older than her. Yeah. But... That age, like, their age range seems more in line with something that, like, would... You'd see in the her world. Her and Capaldi, like, seem at least closer in um, age or at least maturity than her and even Tennant, but especially her and Matt Smith. Yeah. Agreed. And the end was great. I thought, I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. She played it well. Capaldi played it well. And, you know, the the last night being... 24 years was yeah pretty good yeah and and that's one one of my biggest complaints with the whole river song thing is i'm like they're never unless she's in the show until the end of time they're not gonna be able to explain them having had this big long relationship but having 24 years that we at least know they had 
helps right there. And then because I got to complain a little bit, once again, it's the doctors saying goodbye to her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really like from the very first, her first appearance was mm-hmm. kind of her role. She died. Yeah. And that's where you get the feels is it's sad because mm-hmm. he's got to say goodbye and blah, blah, blah. And it just becomes that over and over. Which at the time she didn't know who he was, but now she has every face he's ever had except the current one. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But that's okay. It's interesting because in the the Big Finish uh, stories, they're much more cautious about it. And that was the thing that threw me off a little bit watching the episode was that um, in in this box set that just dropped, she comes in contact with the Eighth Doctor and she's very careful about how she interacts with him. Uh, But in this, it seemed like she was looking for any one of his faces. Yeah. It didn't matter really like, well, let's find the damsel or whatever she was Uh calling him. Uh Uh-huh. So when they say how old he is, are they just going to go by him living for a week? Or are they going to go by him living for like 40 billion years? (laughs) Because if he's got to be like, I'm 40 billion in a thousand and (laughs) twelve, or I don't know. (laughs) My diary, my 4 billion year diary now. Yeah. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can address the age thing anymore. They'll just have to be like, oh, I lost count a long time ago. Because yeah. it... It seemed like it jumped around a lot anyway. Well, it did. During during Moffat's run, mm-hmm. It at least a 1,000 to 2,000 years before oh, yeah. the whole uh, confession dial thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I swear, every, every time Matt Smith opened his mouth, he was given a different age. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wasn't always going along with what he had said the last time. Well, at one point between, while he was still traveling with Amy and Rory, between visits with them, he had been gone for like 200 years his time. Mm-hmm. So, like, there would be big jumps like that. And then, yeah. And yeah, Christmas 700 thing. years. Yeah, 700 years, suddenly he ages a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, but in, the, in tor- like, many, many doctors ago, he was like a thousand years old. And like when Matt Smith was saying it, I swore he said he was like 700 or something. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know either, but I'm just saying the doctor's age hasn't mathed right in a long time. Yeah. And now there's no amount of math that'll maybe he's like me straight, except he didn't have diaries. So he really doesn't know. And he just guesses. He's like today. I think, I think I might be this old today. Well, sometimes who knows even before that, like during, um, I mean, there's been different points where he's, he's, you know, said, I just, you know, I can never really keep track. Yeah. I just throw a number out there. Yeah. You know, so. Be it's, impressive. It's been, in, it's been vague for a long time, but now like, it has to be vague. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move away from this. Yes. I'm sorry. We spent way too, way too long talking about uh, it. Yeah. It always happens with Doctor. <laughs> doctor, doctor who will do that to you. Jesse, do you happen to have, um. Your computer screen. I have. I I do. It is at a. It's still locked in a tie. It's locked in a tie. So what are the two options? We have Identity Crisis, which is DC Comics, mm-hmm. and then we're kicking it a little more old school with Flash: The Return of Barry Allen. Oh, interesting. Which I don't even know. I mean, that one will be a little harder to get a hold of, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this because I look the, I, I always look them up when I see them pop up on our little poll. Mm-hmm. 
and for a while there, uh, they were both real easy to get. But uh, now the return of Barry Allen is a little harder to find on Amazon, at least. Hmm. So. Yeah. That's but how do we? How do we? I mean. Flip a coin. That aside, we might as well try and see what actually comes up. Did I do flip, not have a coin. Did we flip a coin you guys last have a time? Coin? I do, but isn't that what we did last oh, time? Oh, I have a penny. Yeah, I think we flipped a coin last time. Yeah. <clears throat> We've got a couple ties. Do we... Uh, okay, so... Identity crisis is heads. Sounds good. And, right. and Flash is tails. Sure. Yeah, because... I've got reasonings in my head, but it's not important. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, it fell on the ground. It is heads. So, identity, identity crisis. crisis. Okay. okay, okay. So, next month, between now and next month, we will read Identity Crisis, and we will talk about it next episode. Yes. Um, no, this is good. The Flash, The Flash one, I mean... More Flash comics in general is kind of on my list of shame. But Identity Crisis, I've never read. And I don't know if it's supposed to be good or not. I think I I've heard- like it. It's, I, I remember. I, I read it because um, it was kind of in that. It was in that time where I was getting back into DC. And so all these things were happening. And um, this was one of those where it's like, whoa. And Batman plays pretty heavily into this, I think. Well, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's definitely one I think I should read as much DC as I read. It was some of the the kind of good New Fifty Two, and I can kind of see why they went into uh, the New Fifty Two after they did event after event after event. But this was when they were kind of hitting their stride with some of the good events. I think this is part of where this event fatigue comes in. Is this hit really well? Oh, okay, I got you. That means Flash is now the front runner. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I have no. not read any Flash. I don't believe have I. Uh, so I'm excited because so. I've been watching the show. So. Oh, any- the return of Barry Allen might be pretty interesting then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Barry Allen is the original Flash, mm-hmm. and uh, he disappears in the uh, time crisis song. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he gets sucked up into the time stream, and Wally West takes over, and. This is during the Wally West era. The name like Wally West. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not even going you anywhere with that. You just made Flash fan enemies. Oh, I'm <laughs> kidding. Melanie's got the details on what we read this month. Yes, we read Why the Last Man. Why? Because we like him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was what? Book one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the first five or six issues, but it's the trade paperback volume one. Okay. Unmanned. 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 Um, written by Brian K. Vaughn, penciled by Pia Guerrera. Guerrera? Mm-hmm. Guerrera? Yeah. Uh, inked by Jose Marzan Jr., colorist Pamela Rambo. What a name. Um, letterer Clem Robbins. And uh, the original series cover was by. J.G. Jones, which is also that's an actual awesome name. J.G. Jones, yeah, J.G. Jones. Um, this like is Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah, Whoop. Pamela Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, this is uh, we kind of look through Brian K. Vaughn's stuff to see what else he's written. Like we know Saga, we oh, knew yeah. Saga. Um, but I think so. This is the second 
uh, book for the poll list by Brian K. Vaughn that we've read because we did Saga some some number of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's written individual issues and such endless small runs for both Marvel and DC and Dark Horse and mm-hmm. like a billion things. So, you know. And he also, I I believe, um, was it Pride of Baghdad? Yes. He wrote that and that is also on our poll list. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that is? one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not done with it, but I've read some of it. I think that's on our poll list. I don't think it has a lot of votes, but somebody added it some time ago. Okay. Well, yeah, then- I think it's got a vote. Maybe by the time it's done, I'll have another one under my belt that I won't have to read. Yeah. Brian K. Vaughn is a is a is a popular one for the poll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Well, um, thank you, people, because well, he's a good writer, so yeah. it's nice to get recommended good things. Yeah, and yeah. I've already read him. That's my whole oh. thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'd already read. You were caught up on Saga when we read that first trade. See, I mm-hmm. I never get like that because like identity crisis yeah i read it but i'm gonna have to reread it or i'll have another red sun and superman issue where i don't remember any of it oh yeah yeah yeah. um oh yeah that was that was an interesting review we were in person that one Mm -hmm. and i even tried to read most of that but i just didn't have enough time to get it all so this is a first time read for me i mean it's obviously uh, you know everybody says you got to read why the last man Mm. yeah um and for a lot of um, a lot of comic book readers that aren't necessarily interested in superheroes, this is oftentimes the book that they are introduced to, which is why I think I recommended it to Melanie early on when she was reading stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, even though I hadn't read it, but it's on all the lists. Like, right, you have to read this. So it might have been the thing I read right after Sandman. I that is like the top two on the list of yeah. Comic books to recommend to non-superhero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like it, and if you guys liked it, maybe you should continue on because it, it just gets better. Well, and at least... Okay, well, jumping ahead. Okay. Um, so, first time for me, Melanie's read the whole series. Mm-hmm. Had you read this before, Jesse? Nope. I Same thing. I'd heard of it. I'd heard great things about it. I'd even eyeballed it, and I just never really started it. It's because so. you're men. If you were a woman, no you'd be all about that. Okay, didn't even know what it was about. I just knew it was supposed to be good. I do want to say, and I think this is part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and jump into just general feelings while reading this book. Yes, as a man, it made me very nervous. Yeah, it it it's uncomfortable. It's I mean, it's uncomfortable in a weird way where it's like you want things to be better than that. I'm sure as a woman reading it, you're like, well, it should be better than this. Mm. I mean, not in terms of quality, but in terms of like the setting, the spoilers, by the way, for the first trade. But, um, so all the men die except for, as far as we know, this, this one, and the last poor Yorick. And his monkey ampersand. Mm -hmm. Um, which I love. And so that also tells us that all the male monkeys, all the male species of everything die. Except for him. Except for him and the monkey. And it's kind of a post-apocalyptic world, which makes sense because, and even some of the women, I think some character at one point says, you know, something along the lines of figuring that, you know, if the, if all the men died out, they thought the women would make the world, you know, better. But I mean, regardless men or women, it's half of the population suddenly just dead. So not, well, not only that, but you can't have kids. Yeah. 
it whatever killed them, you would assume it killed everybody. It's you know you think it'd be. And wasn't there also mention of women being barren then? I thought there was also mention. Well, of- well, right, because whatever killed them was has to be something virusy like. Uh huh. Well, it doesn't have to be, but you assume it is because babies are dying. Mm-hmm. So if you can't have babies from the sperm you have, and all the men are dead, then you can't. Yeah, yeah. Continue life, except for you know, in the, if there's some asexual species out there. <laughs> But I thought, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, they couldn't use even, like, the backup sperm bank stuff because um, I thought it made women sterile as well. It did, no. <laughs> I, oh, well, I might have misread it. I thought it. I thought somebody said it did. I de- yeah, I didn't catch that if they did. So. Okay. Oh, well, I've read the whole thing, so. My bad. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, no, I, I, okay, no, I, I did, just, I liked your tone. It was like. I didn't reread it. I just skimmed through. So I don't know what they established and what they hadn't. But you've read the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. You have, as usual, you have knowledge we don't have. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, my, 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 my bad. I'll edit all this and sound like a smart guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I don't, it, it made me nervous. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get raped? Sorry, jeez. <laughs> that that's what I would I would worry about well, if I was him. Kind of. I mean, and it would be the same thing if it. I mean, no. I think it would make me more uncomfortable if it was all the women died except for one. But th- you do have that feeling of well, regardless who finds him, mm-hmm. it's just not going to be a good situation for this guy. No, it's death by snoo snoo either way. <laughs> yeah, and it, it and it's 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 uncomfortable. And jumping right into it, the guy's kind of an idiot. Yeah, he is. And he doesn't, <laughs> He like, he survived several months traveling, keeping a low profile, and being okay. But I don't know how, because he, he, he can't keep his temper in check or something. Mm-hmm. And he's got to, like, just constantly whip off his, his mask and be like, listen to me. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Dude, what do you stop it? What more, are you doing? more people know who you are than than Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like everybody knows who Spider Man is. So, way to go. Yeah, uh, okay. and, and I mean, I don't know that you really get into it much here, but he's such a girly man. He's so emotional, and it's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's so in love with his Australian, yeah. Uh, She's whatever not- traveling girlfriend. Yeah, it kind of seemed like she, and was- she was kind of like, eh. It almost seemed Maybe. like she was about to break up with him. So, yeah, I think that was misplaced on his behalf too. Yeah. So that's setting up for something unfortunate. She made a Serpico reference, so that she's at least that cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He does have some skills, even though he's jobless um, when we first meet him and still has money to buy and take care of a monkey. But he want, he, he has some, like, escapist. Is that the word? Like Escape artist? Escape artist um, skills. <laughs> escapist. He's like, he's daydreaming a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, 2016. I'm going to word right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that comes in handy once in a while. His mother was or is a, a senator. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. But I found it. I thought it was interesting that um, she's kind of like a conservative kind of uh, pro-life 
senator. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's Democratic, but she's pro-life because then the Republicans show up. Yeah. And that's a whole deal. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I like the lead up to the men dying off. I like you start at the very beginning and it's like the men are dead. All the men are dead. And then you jump back. Um, I don't know, like an hour or 30 minutes, not that long, Mm -hmm. but you get kind of a countdown to when it happens. Mm -hmm. And and it's such a dramatic, the men are dead too, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, The flashback or yeah, the flashback to before was interesting because it sets up a lot of stuff. And I guess it's all just establishing, um, several of the characters that we're going to come across, you know, mm-hmm. York and his mother and his sister, who you don't even find out like in her first scene that it's his sister mm-hmm. till later. It was setting stuff up with them, but I thought it was interesting in that it was like establishing these little situations, like the senators arguing with the, the other guy, the other senator. And that's where the whole pro-life type, mm-hmm. th- you know, that fact comes out. And, um, I was just like, this is interesting because it's like setting a bunch of stuff up involving these men, but you know, in however many pages or however long, all these guys are going to be dead. Most likely the stuff that it's setting up doesn't seem relevant. And some of it is relevant, but I thought that wasn't just an interesting way to go about it. But then again, that's the most realistic way to go about it because... Yeah. They're all just doing their what they would normally be doing. Yeah, because they don't know they're going to die. <laughs> yeah, just because exactly. we do. So I thought that was cool. More thoughts? You, you want to continue plot details? Okay. Um, I can only hear myself talk for so long. <laughs> okay. So um, I I didn't re- reread. I skimmed. Mm. I, I know, yeah, he's got this ridiculous love for his girlfriend that, you know, he's not going to whatever until he finds her stupid things. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know if it has to do with that or not. He goes to Washington, D.C., where his mother is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she is smart enough to realize because, you know, apparently the women in his family are are the dominant Oh, People, yeah, yeah. Which I probably has something to do with him being too feminine anyway. Or not feminine, but, you know, touchy-feely, whiny. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, she realizes that him being alive is a really big thing and sets him up with... Um, is it Agent 355 or 3 something like that? I don't know. I want to say 377, but... Yeah, that might be it. Um, It's a number. She's a number. Anyway. Uh... No, I wasn't. Gonna, I she yeah she has her guard him, but the idea is to get him to the Asian woman whose name I can't remember, who is a geneticist. Did Doctor Man? That makes sense. That would be, that would be ironic. I, it's, but it's all like sticking that. out my Doctor Man and hero and you know manly woman, and, strong women, I should say. And it's it's. With that doctor, it's important to know, okay, so she wants to send him over there because she's, like, the foremost in cloning, like, the scientist with yeah. in cloning the cloning field. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of the whole countdown was she was pregnant with her own clone, artificially pregnant with her own clone. At least how this issue, or how this, this book sets it up, is the clone was born right when, right at the moment that all the men died. Yeah. And the clone died, too. It was it was a boy. Yeah. So it wasn't. It, it was like a genetic. Yeah, yeah. It was a modified clone. Yeah. Yep. It's Doctor Man. 
And it's Agent 355. 355. Okay. You're right. Okay. Uh, 377 is a TV show, you know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I really dug how it, it really flips these gender stereotypes. Like, like one of the first females that Yorick encounters in his disguise is like this supermodel uh-huh. that now uh-huh. is basically a bring out your dead uh, uh-huh. garbage man. Yeah. Oh, they even make that reference too. They even make the yeah. bring out your dead reference, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Yeah, and she complains about like she had just got a boob job, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah what, now what are these going to do for me?" Exactly. Yeah. One of the things that I enjoy because I find it humorous myself. Although if I was really there, I'd be very, I'd be very emotional about it. But since it's fiction, it's fine. Um, some of these women lose their freaking minds, and I, I can kind of understand like the beginning, the cop. That is like, there's no men. The world's gonna end. And well, she, and her family. Like, didn't she say something about her, her family? Yeah, yeah. Um, so she shoots herself. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense to me, but I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, but the Amazons. My goodness, these women go insane. They're like super feminists. Cut off their boobs. Just they cut off one boob. Oh, cut cut off one boob. Like the Amazons of the world, apparently, are just like crazy. They're basically like a like crazy gangs. biker gang. Yeah. They're like a crazy... They're like, men are gone. Now we have to turn into penises, only a different word for it, uh, <laughs> since there aren't any left. I don't know. I don't understand their goal other than just to be jerks because... Yeah. Okay, they can, you know, they can be super feminists if they want, mm-hmm. but like, who are they fighting? There's no men around. Right. They they want to remake everything because the old world didn't work. And it ref, it's ref, okay, no, yeah, that's that's so true. So like all the men are gone, so now we can start over. But um a lot of like the rest of the world is still kind of hanging on to vestiges of the old society. Yeah, it's true. Well, because they don't know what else to do. You know, I'm I'm just defending regular people, but it doesn't still it doesn't matter <laughs> Uh, the reasoning doesn't matter to me. How are they going to re- remake society for the next, what, like, say, 60, maybe 90 years if there's some tiny baby girls that can manage to survive after everybody else dies? Uh, then then everybody's dead. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Well, why why be, why be make it more uncomfortable for everyone around you? Well, Just I mean, look, a lot of the women that join up, and they even say do so, to get protection yeah to join this big tough group and they'll be it's like a prison gang yeah yeah um but no yeah i mean after jesse's right and that's something i forgot about a good example is when they went to the monument or how did they put it the shrine <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know what else it's the washington monument yeah, yeah. what else would it be um, and they show up and it kind of proved the point, like, you know, stop worshiping this. These are all gone. We can remake it in, the, we can get rid of the man, the man things, you know, the do it the way. Because I'd rather look at a mountain than a freaking hole in the ground. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Well, yep. that's, yeah, that's your preference. All right. But. <laughs> Oh, you don't have to like argue against these women. They're simply characters uh, in a fictional comic book. I know. I and know. we're explaining. Like, I mean, 
I don't think the comic book itself is defending these women for it's the most not. part because they're kind of the bad guys at this they point are. in time. And even if they weren't, you know, a self mutilation is never a good thing. No, you don't kidding. need to do that. <laughs> That's usually a bad sign. They're not shooting bows and arrows. I mean, they might be, but they don't have to. Yeah. So that's not a necessary thing. And what a pain in the butt. Just get a crossbow. Yeah. When the like the leader chick seems like really rational and stuff, and then they like, d- d- you know, then they don't act rationally at all, though. Yeah. No, she seems like a cult leader. Like everybody drink the Kool Aid. That's that's what yeah. I get from her. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. in this case, the Kool Aid is missing boob. It's true. <laughs> right. It's true. Flannel missing boob and motorcycles. Yeah. I also really enjoyed and was frustrated by the wives of the Republican, the mm-hmm. male Republicans that died. Yeah. They feel they have, and parties, you know. Republican Democrat aside, I agree with the with the senator lady. Like they don't have any stake to, to come in and like take their husband's places. Yeah, because they were not the politicians. You don't inherit someone's job when they pass away. Yeah, so unless it's the family business, I guess. But you know, but they feel they have a stake on these jobs. They're like we, you know, our husbands are all dead. They were these, you know, whatever. Um, we should be able to take their spot. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of like aside from you know like the way that they approached it. I was like, well, they're both being intolerant, <laughs> just like in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it's like, okay, well, you know, they're right, but you could just diffuse this by saying, okay, well, we can make you interim, but we're going to hold an election. Yeah. That's a good point. That's, that's all you had to do there. But she did also have somebody at gunpoint. So, you know, don't, and necessarily that, negotiate with a terrorist, which is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that went badly, and that was shocking. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, all the men had already died. I don't know why. But it also reinforces, like, <laughs> like yeah, most of these ladies don't know what they're doing. Like, the, the wives of the of the Republican, yeah. they don't know what they're doing yeah, it's to like- the point where the one lady accidentally shoots a, shoots a chick in the head and then starts bawling because she didn't mean to. It's like, you didn't really think about, think through what you're doing. But Another gal was like just there to pick up some photos or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I just came to get some photos from my husband's office. But it also falls into you've got one strong leader and a lot of people are going to flock behind because mm-hmm. that seems safer than being out on your own. Which is, that's interesting. That's kind of a, I mean, that's how it would be, but. Maybe. I don't know. Well, if, if. If the government crumbled and there's no sense of, like, who's a leader, I mean, that's kind of what would happen. People would band together. Women don't like each other. Well, yeah, and these groups do not seem <laughs> the most cohesive, stable organizations. But No, I'm just saying, I, I don't think you could get more than <laughs> two or three women to group together. We'd, they'd be very, very small groups, I believe, and they'd... If somebody, if you had a disagreement with somebody, we'd go right to viciously murdering each other. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. It, there wouldn't be any, like, terrorizing. We'd just, like, slaughter them. And then whoever was better at killing would be the group that survived. That's what it would really be like. So like Mad Max. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be much more like Mad Max. I like your approach to reviewing this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's much more emotional based. <laughs> it's much definitely in, it definitely makes for a more interesting uh, narrative. You're like, no, no, this is how it would be. <laughs> <laughs> well, so where, what else happens? 
they find they find the doctor. Can you explain yes. either of you a little bit more the military lady from where? The Middle East somewhere? Uh-huh. What's her deal? I do not understand. They didn't really reveal it for for us, I don't think, did okay. they? Okay. I didn't I mean they I kind think of, that's a I think that's a long a longer arc. They kind of like explained a little bit her motives, I guess. Like basically she just wants to take some a bunch of everything over. Or She's get power, but like not necessarily religious, but definitely like a national fanatic. Mm-hmm. Her country is the best country, and now is their chance to prove it. And the way to prove it is by having him, and nothing and no one is ever going to get in their way. And she's they're going to be the rulers of the world. She just we're like, going to do it. <laughs> 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 Laverne and Shirley gone horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, Shmiel, Shmazel. Um, <laughs> this. It's just she's an odd character because it seems so out of left field. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like cutting your boob off isn't. No, no, but like those character. Most of the characters are local characters. Yeah, wasn't she across the sea when it all happened, and then she come to America? Yeah, because someone called her and told her about York. That's it. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. She's just still a weird character. I was, I don't know. I was just like, whoa, this is because you've got, okay, it makes sense. They're in Washington. You know, most of the characters are in America. Even the Amazons, even though they have interactions with Yorick, you can see where that's going to become tied closer together because that's where Hero ended up, Mm -hmm. um, which was an interesting reveal. And she's also the one that's supposed to hunt down this man. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how that goes. But, you know, so most of the main characters or the groups involved with the most the main characters are are this family mm-hmm. or directly involved with this family of of these three characters um but then you've got the military uh the military leader person from across the ocean and it just seemed really odd mm-hmm. to me and they uh they set they set the whole cloning idea back quite a bit these mm-hmm. military people well, that's part of the fanaticism bit, you know? Mm-hmm. We're going to be the best, and nothing's going to stand in our way. And if they can clone something, then that will get in our way. So let's destroy it. Regardless of what it means for... Right, for the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and then, so we're left with... We've got the uh, we've got Yorick, uh, 355, and the scientist lady. Mm-hmm. And Ampersand. Of course. Who was a problem, but also kind of saved them by running off. Mm-hmm. He does that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we've got those three, and the book pretty much ends with, "Well, here are our options. Where are we gonna go?" And that's the end of the book. So it's definitely a lot of setup. Uh huh. Things get better. Amazing things happen. It's great. Amazing thing. Yeah. My overall feelings is I liked it. It definitely made me feel anxious because it is, you know, it's a scary situation. Hmm. And clearly there's a lot of crazy people out there that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Well, women are nuts. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely makes you think about like, think and rethink about, uh, different gender stereotypes. It's like, this is how you think it's going to go. No, here's how it's going to go. And here's why that was wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Except you think that it's going to be like this matriarchy and they're all going to kumbaya together, but no, that's not how it goes down. Cause yeah, only men would think that women can't stand <laughs> each other. Really? It's not just me being me. It's really like ask most women and they don't really like women because women are, <laughs> you know, our brains are wired to use 15 different areas at once. Things are confusing, and we make each other angry, and things like that. And th- that's without all the hormone crap. Well, I'm glad you have that. Uh, I'm glad you shared that opinion with us, and me and Jesse are going to share no opinion aren't, at all. Aren't you guys <laughs> happy now that you have a female on your show? Well, I was always happy to have you on the show. Well, I know, yep. but I'm, I'm just saying. Here's one of the instances where it's... To your benefit. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Good to have that perspective. Yeah. Especially of the pers- a perspective of someone who doesn't have to worry so much about getting crap if they have strong opinions on things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm not going to read anything anyway. <laughs> no, I know. No, and I don't really have anything to say about that aspect of the story that I think would be anything I'd have to censor anyway. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It it's it's well written. The characters are pretty well defined, I think. Mm-hmm. Um the art looks nice. For some reason I thought this was black and white. I don't know why. <laughs> like I mean before it would reading work. it. Yeah, I mean it would work fine. I don't think it would really, you know. It probably because it, it, it the the look of it is somewhat similar to Walking Dead, I'm going to think. Yeah, maybe. And high contrast. Maybe I maybe it's high contrast, but I mean, it looked good. I just don't know why Why I thought it was black and white. Maybe the certain use of colors on the covers. Mm. Like, there's a lot of white space, if I remember mm. right, on the covers. But So, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I would definitely be interested in reading more. Yeah, I'd say you can believe the hype on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a lot of times you'll hear, it's the greatest thing ever, and then it's like, ah, it's good. Um, this was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It gets better. Well, and you said the same about uh, several things we've read. Was it Saga and Saga? Well, well, m- most of the on. time that's how things happen, especially when you're just reading book one and you know that it's made to be this ongoing series, it- especially a series that's concluded. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about a ser- a television show? Because it's happening. oh yeah, that's yeah, right. I that. It's happening. Um, I don't know the details. I don't like. I don't know what network and. I don't know if any actors. I'm gonna love it because I I am so tired of the the last whatever, and then they're not. Right. Ooh, that tells us something. Yeah. That tells us something. What, that's uh, a bit of a spoiler. Interesting. How many how many volumes is this? Like, it, do they have a lot of source material? Like, is this a show that could be ongoing for a while, or is it going to be Game of Thrones, where it's like, oh boy, well we've got. X numbers of volumes, and how long can we stretch this out? Um, is it a hundred ep- issues? I didn't read it by issues. I read it by I read it by, as books. I know, but I don't know. I want to say they've got. There's got to be like eight, eight, nine, ten trades at least. Oh, that's an I awful asked lot. This and I'm sitting right in front of a computer. That's an awful <laughs> lot. Now that I think about it, yeah, I don't know. No, there's not that. 60th and final issue. 60 issues. So 60 issues. That's a pretty good amount. I don't know what they would do. and They'd have to change it to have it go on after the end. Well, 
both. The the story ends far in the future, I suppose, maybe. Hmm. Kind of. Or not far. It's like Do you with see- York, it, farther in York's future, I should say. But uh, there's stuff that happened between like where the story really ends and then the little end of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, do you see a lot of room to like expand or draw out? Because like, oh for yeah, example, are you serious? Even Yorick. Okay, you've got the whole setup, and I'm assuming if they're doing a series, they'd want to get to the payoff at least by the end of the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the men are dead, but. I mean, even just your getting to Washington could mm-hmm. be at least one, if not more episodes. Yeah, it should be. Like, they could drag oh, that yeah. out if they needed. Right. Well, the, well, that was my point. They could expand on what the little they have, but also, they're, like, between books, I don't know if it's between, like, this book and the next book, but I know between some of the books, there's, like, large chunks of time that they they just say, we did we traveled from here to here. They don't actually have them doing that. That mm. stuff could have happened. You know? So if need be, there's a lot they could expand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like Walking Dead, where we see more of their time on the road. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's that. And then if they, like I said, if they wanted to continue after they could, it would just be. You know, they can deviate and stuff. Yeah. It'd be more boring because the adventureness of it, it would not uh-huh. be there necessarily. I'm interested to see more comic book properties picked up, which seems to be happening. More comic book properties picked up for shows that's not superhero comics. Yeah. Like that and Preacher is happening. I, well, Preacher's still kind of superhero-y a little bit. It's supernatural. Supernatural. Okay, yeah. I'm down with Supernatural. Walking Dead, is, I enjoy Walking Dead TV show. <laughs> yeah. Um, That could be science-y. Um, but, um, well, it is, it's a virus, you know, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. It is still, just, yeah. but, um, preacher, I don't know how, what network is it going to be on? Because there's no way they can make that on anything that isn't like HBO or something like that. I don't think it's HBO. Then it's not going to be preacher. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a Constantine problem. Yeah. First of all, every, it's not a network. I other, mean, it's not like a broadcast network. Every other word is a Grolix. There's. No, I know. Horrible, gory violence. There's tons of nudity. There, I just don't see how they can make it work. So, The Walking Dead. Are so. you ready for some dead air? <laughs> yep. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, I am so glad we are finally getting to stuff that I have been trying. I've been succeeding. I'm so proud of myself. And not saying to you, to bo- to both of you, but specifically you, Jeez Louise. So in our <laughs> onger- ongoing journey through the Walking Dead uh, comic book series, we're up to, God, which trade was this? This was uh, volume or chapter five. Big things happening. Mm-hmm. And Walking Dead, shocking things have happened so far in this series. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that anything quite as... Uh, straight up messed up and hardcore mm-hmm. has happened yet this far as what happens in here. You right. mean, you mean in the show or you mean just I'm talking in, about the comic in, book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. No, like yeah. crazy stuff has happened in the comic book so far, Uh huh. but like 
it kind of seems like we're hitting new levels of like of extreme, extreme, like, yeah, yeah, brutality yeah. and kind of evil. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And this is only the beginning. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. It was honestly, it was kind of unpleasant. <laughs> It oh, was, of, it, of course. It it's was, meant to be unpleasant. I know it's meant to be unpleasant, but it was an unpleasant read at times. Yeah. Because oh. you like these characters. Mm-hmm. I think they're, well, obviously they're in the prison, clearing <laughs> it out. Yeah, they're clearing it out. Um, I think it's cleared. Th- it's pretty much, they're they're ready to expand into more into the prison, um, get out of that just that one cell block they were in. Yeah. Uh, they're going to try to get the generator going. Glenn has found a bunch of riot suits, mm-hmm. which which there's a lot of fun conversations about, mm-hmm. a lot of fun t- dialogue about the riot suits, and mm-hmm. you know Glenn's super excited about them and all that, which kind of ends up being a bad thing for them, definitely. Yeah, the riot suits. Yeah, the whole trouble, the whole trouble mm-hmm. starts when they go. They're just going out to this the. the uh, the parking lot to siphon gas to throw in the generator to see if the generator in the prison works because mm-hmm. they want to watch a movie. Right. Oh, well, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the things <laughs> that's what Herschel wants to do or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things they're excited about, and I would be too. Yeah, an apocalyptic world with no electricity, and somebody's like, "We can watch a DVD." I'm like, "All right." Yeah, so they're gonna watch Kindergarten Cop most likely. So. Uh. <laughs> Of all the things, but they're they're limited by uh, what's in the prison. Yeah, yeah, and it's mostly or whatever. Mostly, what they say, bad, cheesy comedies or something, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because there's certain, you know. Yeah, I know. There's certain things you're not going to want to stock in a prison and get people riled up. Yeah, and so Glenn and uh, Rick have put the suits on to give them a try, give them a whirl, and Michonne just busts out of nowhere like, "Hey, I'm going with you," Mm -hmm. and. Or no, that's not till later, is it? No, no, they're just going to siphon gas right now, and then in the sky. Sorry, you can continue. They see a helicopter. Yeah, and of course, Rick's like, "Oh, what do you think the deal is?" The helicopter goes down and crashes, and they're like, "Well, let's go find out. You know, let's go see where it crashed and go find those people because reasons to f- just to find out where they came from." And mm-hmm. you know, they had a helicopter, so maybe they have resources and they can help them out and all this. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's when they're like, okay, well, we're going to leave. They tell so-and-so to run back and tell everybody we'll be back later tonight. And Michonne's like, I'm going. And the three of them leave. And Lori's like, no, you aren't. Any of you. Don't go. Yeah, Lori's. Lori, and, you know. And Carol's like, I love you all. Oh, the Carol (laughs) stuff. (laughs) The Carol stuff is great. Um, In fact, at one point before, like the really unpleasant stuff started happening when they're out on the road trying to get to this helicopter thing. It would switch between following those three out on the road and the Carol and uh, Lori. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carol and Lori stuff was what I was really like. It would cut back to the other group and I was like, no, where's this going? I want to read this. This is bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll go ahead and just jump to that. So Carol's obviously been a mess. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah. she, you know, she had a suicide attempt and she's trying to latch on to pretty much anybody that'll have her, but not just like, you know, hang out with me, like marry me mm-hmm. to the extreme. She, yeah. she asks, uh, Lori, if Lori and Rick would marry her. Yeah. Like as a couple, like as a gr- well, couple in her defense of uh, right before that, Lori said that they loved her. They both loved her. Yep. Yeah. 
well, in her defense, but that's still a leap from. <laughs> yeah, but she's crazy. They know she's crazy. She's having crazy time right now. Keep extreme words to yourself, and love is an extreme word. This is true. Um, yeah i i was I was blown away by that. I was like, "Wow, she really is." Looney Tunes. Well, she really is kind of a mess. Yeah. Also, I can't remember exactly what it was, but we kind of find out a little bit more about Lori. And now I'm not saying Lori totally mis mis re, you know reacted wrongly, but Lori is kind of a small town um, stuck up, mm-hmm. ultra conservative type chick, and I thought oh, that was yeah. interesting. She but- even she's like, I'm from a small town, I'm from you know Kentucky small town, blah blah blah. Well, I didn't know she was from Kentucky, but I I mean they they lived in a suburb of Atlanta, so south suburbs. Of course, they're going to be like, you know, here's my gun. Stay off my lawn. Men's and women's should be together. I don't know. I just. (laughs) We're going to get some hate mail. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) the opinions of Melanie are are not necessarily the opinions of of the the Grolics podcast. (laughs) Send me hate mail. I don't care. I don't read my mail anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know where to send you mail. They if they look on the website they do, it's right there. Is it? Well, no, they'll send me mail at the Grolics. Oh, account. I thought I had my own. Okay, you I, do, but I've never posted it anywhere. You don't use oh, it. Oh, you're right. It might not even be active anymore. You know how many? You know how many of my personal email accounts I don't use? <laughs> uh, for all your hate speeches, I don't give hate. Speeches. <laughs> I don't hate anyone. I know, except for other women. I don't hate them. I don't like them. There, there's a difference. <laughs> they hate me and I hate them. That's how all women are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to have a campfire sing-along. No. <laughs> no I, I thought it was interesting. I understand why Lori would kind of have a negative reaction because that is some a, a little a pretty decent bottle of crazy to have to deal with. Uh-huh. But also, Lori has been super emotional. Intense. And super pregnant at this point, too. Yeah. And she eventually just goes off on her as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting bit of, like, drama that mm-hmm. I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and and in a similar vein, you got Dale and Andrea, like, taking on Alan's twins. Are you mm-hmm. are you our new mommy and daddy? Yeah, yeah. 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 The look on their face, too, when the kid said that <laughs> I like the response to. What was the response to it? He's like, no, but you can call us that if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is kind of sweet. Not necessarily. When she, she face palms, like Dale's like, Dale throws that out there and Andrea's like, oh my God. I could, he's an old guy. I could see that. Yeah. Being like, oh, whatever, kid. But <laughs> Does I- this make you feel better? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be like, yeah, call me daddy. I'm not your daddy, but call me daddy. That's gross. It's wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> well, if the way you said you, it was you, weird. You either say, yes, we are going to be your new mommy and daddy, or you say, no. You don't say the both. Don't say no, but call me daddy. God, it's wrong. <laughs> you have some interesting opinions tonight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I feel it. <laughs> I've got the spunk all over me. 
<laughs> Spunk <have>. Master Melanie. <laughs> Where does that fall in Grolic's territory? Do I? Lose? That's not a bad word. I no. know. I have cut innuendo. Oh, have you? I've cut innuendo before. Oh, baby. It was pretty strong innuendo. It's fun. It was pretty cold. <laughs> I'll leave that, but I have cut things in the past where I kind of wanted to leave it, but I was like, that is way above and beyond what we usually do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've got it set aside somewhere. I was almost thinking like, Grawlix after dark. Yeah. <laughs> Grawlix after dark. After nights. Yeah, Grawlix after nights. You know what you should do? You remember that one? I think this was a previous podcast we attempted. Uh, where it was just like, beep, and then a, a portion of it had to be removed uh-huh. because everyone would be offended. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was on the dubcast when there was like six people in the room or something, and it just went into a, like an, a spiral or something. Right. Yeah. And I would, yeah, you, you save- said some stuff where I just, I didn't even know how to cut it. So I just did like a cassette tape sound well, was- where it's like, stop the cassette, fast yeah. forward, hit play again. Yeah. But I had been drinking. So that's, adds to my you know flavor uh, whatever <laughs> um but just get a bunch of those and then be like you can buy or we don't they don't have to buy it you just be like send me an email and you can get these uncensored clips of stuff that we said yeah maybe. if we ever do a patreon that's that's where it's at yeah yeah good yeah the un- oh. ungrolix cuts could be uh-huh. some kind of a patreon thing the ungrolix grolix mm-hmm. sorry yeah yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to adult content. It's just, you know, we have. I don't want to. I don't want to Stephen Moffat this thing, and set up certain <laughs> rules, and then oh. and break, and break your own rules, and yeah. then break your own rules. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make it more work for you. Oh no, that's fine. No, it's it's okay. I just uh, first off, I had to know get your guys' opinion on where the whole spunk thing fell. Right. Well, you need to stop using that word because this is like the second or third time we've had this whole thing where you're you're using it one way and then I start using it the other. I use it the innocent way and then you take it filthy. You know I have a dirty mind. It's the unspunkin' rule. Yep. Oh, see? And then and then Jesse takes it to the pun yep, land. Yep. I'll take it somewhere else entirely. Yep. Yep. Um, so... Michonne, <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> and Rick are, they're driving out to this helicopter site. Glenn is an idiot at this point because, you know, oh, this road's not going to get us there. Well, you know, can we, should we stop and walk? And he's like, no, I'll just, you know, go off road, which is fine. But the dude, like, is hauling mm-hmm. off road in this, and I. In a lowrider? It was a, like, it's a 70s. 70s or 80s if it's 80s it's early 80s but yeah it's like a boat basically mm-hmm. it's like an impala yeah yes. yeah or an old school malibu mm-hmm. to where the, like they're bouncing around in there and like dude slow down but then the other issue is then he slows down and gets stuck mm-hmm. but just not good driving not good off-road driving there yeah um so then they have to walk they walk to it uh the helicopter and they see a bunch of footprints which mean and no people which they assume means that somebody else was there and found them mm-hmm. and must be closer because they got there before them. And then they decide to track them, those people down. And they shouldn't have done it. Nope. Nope. I, I understand the curiosity about the helicopter. And this is easy to say after the fact of what is about to happen to them. But man, they should have just left it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like even if I were them at there at that point, I'd been like, yeah, leave it. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, let's search the wreckage, see if we can salvage anything and then go home. Well, it's like, we're doing fine here. We're about to expand. We're in the walking dead. Let's not push our luck. Yeah. Oh, what things are <laughs> looking up. Oh, huh. things, are, yeah. things are looking good for us right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can be happy. No, you should never be happy. No. But I bet if the car hadn't have been stuck, they probably would have just gone home. <laughs> you think? I do. I guess they were looking at having to walk home anyway. They were trying to find that place before it got to, gets dark because they'd exactly. rather, if there are people there, stay there. Yeah. yeah, okay, I see that. And they find, what is the town? Woodbury? Mm-hmm. And the governor from the show is not the governor from the book at no. all. No, not no. at all. Um. Yeah, this is I where I want to see Danny Trejo play the governor. Yeah, exactly. That was my they when I I was like, this is not the governor. The governor is is not him. That's they're, they're like completely different people. I don't uh-huh. understand how they could make this guy the yeah. governor. Kind of whitewashed him. So Danny Trejo is the governor. <laughs> <laughs> A younger Danny Trejo. Yes, I mean, not that this guy that. looks young, but he doesn't look. I mean, he looks he's, like Danny Trejo, just not quite as haggard. Yeah, he's not He's not as gnarly. Yet. Yeah. Also not as beefy. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a thinner guy for sure. A smaller guy. Um, And, like, they don't, there's no beating around the bush. Like, they're not even introduced to the community at all. It goes straight to the, oh, there's a fight tonight. Fight. We yeah. have the people fight around in this ring where we have a... Uh, biters around they have zombies chained up around like in the series but they get right to that and other than carol's line about wanting uh lori and rick to marry her my other favorite line from this this trade was you know rick's like you feed them what do you feed them and the governor's like well stranger strangers yeah (laughs) Yeah. well stranger we feed them strangers and i was like that is great. Yeah. And he had yep. been calling him stranger the whole time already. Too. Uh-huh. Mic drop. Yeah, governor. exactly. I think it was an issue break. I think was it, issue? it was. It felt so much like an issue break. I wasn't sure if it was, but I was like, I, that's gotta be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to tell because the, the book isn't set up like that, but you know, it's like a full page, really big bubble, you know, kind of thing. It seems like that's where they would end an issue. It made me want to keep reading, obviously, but at the same time made me want to stop because it really was a mic drop moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Too it's good. Like, oh, yep. To yep. Throw we'll the book across the room. This is <laughs> I'll leave it at that it's for too a while. Good. Mm-hmm. And then once you, once you get back into it, you kind of wish you had. You regret it. You're like, should have left it on that. Um, Tiny Rick. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so he's not even going to feed them to the zombies, though, at that point, because he wants to know where they came from. Because yeah. he's yeah. also... A real interesting thing, like, he has a real interesting uh, conflict with Michonne right off the bat. And you assume it's because she's a woman. Where, when they first get there and everything's still chummy, and they, they've taken their weapons at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bonsai, I need you to not- I think it's his butt static or something. Well, I just need him to not be here on the table. Oh, I hear butt static. I heard static yeah. in my in Oh, my, he's yeah. I heard it too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Get down, Bonsai. <laughs> I, I heard the butt static. Well, keep your butt static away from this. 
spider cat, whatever we call it. Spider buggy? Spider buggy. Spider buggy. Keep your spider buggy butts static away from here. It's hard to say. Oh, boy. Uh, So, um, but the governor asks... <laughs> the governor asked Rick, um, you know, where they come, where they've been staying, or where they come from, and Michonne starts talking, and he nasty real way right away to her. Like I didn't, I asked, I asked him, I didn't ask you anything, sister. Blah blah blah. And he calls her sister many times, mm-hmm. but yeah, he just has no like. I believe he does not care for African American women. That could be. I mean, I guess sister would kind of has that, that, um, what's the word? 2016, I can word. Um, Racial overtones? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right away, you're like, oh, this is is not good. Mm -hmm. But he's not buying their story that they were just out walking. Like, they've just been walking. Yeah. They don't have a central base. He knows they're from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And basically, he just wants whatever they have. Right. Um, And he doesn't plan to feed them to the zombies at least at this point because or at least not all at once yeah he's gonna find out where they're from and how to get like them. who's the mo- didn't he say something to the effect of who's the most useful to me yeah like like he was gonna determine that first mm-hmm. and so you know threats threats you know, our trio of people are not going to have it. Things get kind of violent. And spoilers. And this is amazing because I did not know this. Because I'm amazing and I kept a secret. You did very well. You Well, you no, you do well through all this. I'm always just like, as soon as it looks like you're about to give yeah, a spoiler, one, I jump on your face. This case. one was the hardest. I bet. Because the show hasn't done it. Has, definitely has not touched this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the governor cuts, chops Rick's hand off. Mm-hmm. With a machete, right? Or I think it was machete, but he cuts Rick's hand off. And I was like, "What? Yep, really? Yep." I thought it was because he got infected. I didn't realize nope. that this is how he lost his hand. I, I didn't know he lost his hand. Like I was, yep, at all. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And so that pretty much puts Rick out of commission. But he wants Rick to survive. He takes him to his doctor guy, who does not like the governor, but you know it's a situation. That's not too unlike how the series played the doctor. Mm-hmm. Except the doctor was a lot less like I don't know what what the word is, less confident. Like he was just like, Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, he seemed more mousy in the series. Whereas in this he was just like, Oh, I hate that guy. Oh yeah, he's mouthy and he didn't didn't really make it a secret that he did not approve of Governor. Uh, yeah, I think I think in this he realizes that the governor is the kind of guy that is. I mean, although a doctor is useful, he could still be expendable for sure. And this this governor is way more that way than the other governor anyway. But also, I can't remember because I, I again I skimmed. I didn't uh-huh. entirely reread. Is he all experimenting in this one like he was in the show? So far, no. The doctor? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't think he was. Not okay. that we've seen. No. But, you know, he knows job. he knows Rick's kind of, or at least seems that Rick's kind of the leader guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't want any harm to come to him, necessarily, any more harm. He doesn't want him to die anyway. Yeah. He thinks he can get information out of him. Uh, Glenn pretty much is 
just cries like a baby, so they lock him up. Mm-hmm. And he Mich- was Uark in this. Michonne, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're similar kind of guys. And Michonne bites the governor's ear off during all this, mm-hmm. and she gets the worst of it. Oh hell's yeah, she does. Poor lady. Yeah, and we don't really have to go too much into it, but it's brutal and rapey. Yeah, and um, I I did want to read on just because I like want to know where that's going. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a good twist at the end of this one. Walking Dead isn't, I mean, it can be a little twisty, but it's not like, they don't do a lot of misdirection, mm-hmm. um, where, so they, they, the governor kind of gets a clue that, well, one of this henchman guy kind of is like, well, there's no police markings on this SWAT team, could be prison SWAT outfits, mm-hmm. or whatever, riot gear. Yeah. So they kind of use that bit of information and spoiler on this, but to misguide Rick into thinking that Glenn's give them information on the fact that they're from a prison mm-hmm. and Rick's reaction to that. He doesn't say anything, but his visual reaction to that tells the governor that he's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So then the book misleads us into thinking that they've let Glenn go so that they can follow Glenn because Glenn gave them all this information. Um. And it turns out it wasn't Glenn. Because mm-hmm. you know, the, got a guy. Yeah, they in a, show the riot suit, and he's like running back to the prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when he finally when he gets back, it's not Glenn; it's uh, Tyrese. Yeah, and because Tyrese apparently he'd been kind of talking about, we need to go back. We need to go out there and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if I believe that's pretty much where they leave it. Mm-hmm. So Glenn's still locked up. And all that. They're still in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. I was like, oh, because I, I just don't take. I mean, I mean, it's it's a simple bit of, you know, misdirection and mm-hmm. a little bit is all. But, you know, I kind of appreciated it as an extra twist because you're like, oh, wow. OK, mm-hmm. well, Glenn's not there. So it means. The governor's people aren't going to get there right away, but they still have. Yeah, quit. they haven't really said what's actually going on. If if Glenn is released or not we don't know but he hasn't like gotten back yet yeah because the idea was that he he let him go and we're just going to follow him back yeah i don't think that he actually did let him go though he didn't i I believe he says something at the end that now now they can take that and go question the little crybaby guy okay yeah yeah yeah, okay and walking dead in general is pretty good about it but particularly with how they handled um uh, the Michonne torture stuff. Uh, they do well at like, there's the scene where, um, and they do it several times in, in this, in this trade specifically with the repeated panels mm-hmm. or like the same type of panel, you know, and yeah. little subtle kind of cinematic, cinematic feel. Yeah. Um, but they do a good job at like people's reactions, giving you an idea of mm-hmm. like how hardcore this certain, how, you know, this, this thing is, I don't know. It's just the idea of showing people's reactions, giving you a better idea of actually just showing what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Yeah. Like they'll cut away and, uh, Glenn is listening to what's happening or somebody. Yeah. That uh-huh. was, that was that. I mean, the whole thing was bad, but that was kind of the roughest Yeah, because you put yourself in his place and that would be so yeah. for me, for anyone I would imagine. But for me, I know that would be, Worse than worse than it happening would be someone I know and I care about 
having to mm-hmm. hear it and not be able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like this. This this. I mean, I want to mm-hmm. keep reading. Um, and Walking Dead's not pleasant in general. Yeah, but it's definitely gotten very unpleasant because really bad things are happening. Mm-hmm. And now that we got here, it makes. I remember when we were watching Governor stuff, I'm like, or maybe it was, it might have been the second time the Governor came around in the show. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus, when are they going to be done with the Governor? It was, <laughs> yeah. not, none, it was like not nearly as long, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this is ridiculous. They're, why is he still even around? And then this makes sense to me, though, because they cut a lot of the their whole interaction with him is already gone from the very beginning in here. Um. So it makes more sense to me that it was so much shorter. The little girl thing is mm-hmm. his daughter is the same. He's got a daughter chained up, yeah. a zombie daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and the heads and tanks, the head, that's mm-hmm. all. That's the same, except he's got a lot more heads. And I liked his line about what is 72 channels and nothing's on. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, across the panel is he's got all the, like, tanks with the zombie heads in it. Mm-hmm. There were a couple interesting pages where it was just zombies eating like when they were feeding zombies, it was just zombies eating body parts. Mm-hmm. And it was just this whole two pages of just that. There was no like recognizable characters or dialogue. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. It's just, they don't usually do that, but it feels very much like a zombie movie thing to do where you've got mm-hmm. a sequences of just like close ups of zombies eating. And, yeah. and I thought that was kind of cool. Woodbury didn't feel, I mean, like Woodbury was totally different than the show. Where like Woodbury feels like a very safe place, and this did not. This felt like, um, first of all, it felt like okay. Well, we've got a few areas fenced off. Uh huh. That, that's our security. And then, uh, yeah, you know, like in the in the show, it was like, well, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a town picnic or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. it seemed very secure. And he's the governor, and everything's all right. And we all trust you. And wasn't wasn't it in the in the show kind of like what they did with Terminus in the show, where it's pretty much except Terminus felt like there was a little bit more space, but it's pretty much like a small town that they pretty much fenced off the whole town. And yeah. this and this yeah. is just a four block section of the town, mm-hmm. so there's still a lot of uh non inhabited parts all around, right? And yeah, that just by nature doesn't feel as safe because the rest of the town could still be full of zombies out there. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping some. And they're keeping some. Yeah. It's not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Comic book governor oh. is very interesting. And I I assume you caught it, but we, you didn't mention it. Uh, when he goes and sees his daughter and she doesn't want the food she has, so he gives her a fresh hand. Yeah, I did catch okay. it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that was the one he busted up when he beat up Tyrese. So it was useless anyway. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah that that was the hardest thing because you know we talk about the differences in the show and stuff. I'm like, and, and even watch, especially sitting here watching the show, and he like stuff happens, he does stuff, and I'm like, or or talks about doing stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you can't because you're freaking one handed. It's interesting that there's a lot of stuff. There's extra attention in both the comics and the show paid attention to his hands before this even happens. He gets in that fight and busts up his hands yeah. in the comic. And in the show, this last season specifically, it I don't think it ever turned out to be anything, but he had cut his one hand and he kept yeah. grabbing at his hand. 
Mm-hmm. And it almost seemed like they were going to go with, you know, it gets infected or something, but they it didn't yeah. seem to go anywhere. But it was still there, this attention to this hand. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's like uh, they plan to go somewhere or if that's just like they throw in these little things to mess with the comic book readers. Yeah. Just like, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. He shouldn't yeah. even have that thing. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's Phantom Pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do a lot of nice little name drops and things to just. Yeah, like the Negan drop at the end of this mid-season break. Are they not? Are they going to bring him in? Mm-hmm. Negan? Or yeah, at the end, at the end, even after the credits, they were oh. like, uh, "You, you belong to Negan now. Everything that you have, that truck, okay. everything, even if it's in the glove compartment, that's Negan's." All right. They they got. Well, I guess not really. Never mind. Hmm. Ne- Negan's not that far back in my current. Oh really? Stuff. It goes on mm-hmm. for a while, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You are. I think you are pretty much current. You might be a couple, an issue or so behind. I was current like a week ago. Oh, well, yeah, then you're current. Uh, when did I, you when see I the news? Or maybe two weeks ago. Was, I don't know what issue they're on, but um, they brought uh, Tony Moore back, the original artist, to do oh, a cover. Oh, I did. I forgot like about that. And it, it's basically um, the issue one. Only it's more decrepit and it's new Rick and oh nice. Basically, they aged up the the issue one cover that he did. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's fun. That's that's awesome. He should get a chainsaw hand. He should. <laughs> yeah. I think there was an article on that too, like The Walking Dead versus Evil Dead or Ash versus the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And like Bruce Campbell like laid it out like here's what a here's what a deadite can do and here's what a, a zombie can do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, similar but deadites have uh, Yeah. way They'll try weird. to possess you, they can talk to you, they can they can pretend yeah. to be normal for a minute. They can float around Pull a little bit. Strings. Yeah. Float around. Yeah. They'll do the thing where they like zoom across oh, the floor, you know, like, like the nun walk or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know why it makes me think of nuns. Maybe the first time I ever saw it, it was a nun or something, but. And they antagonize the crap out of you. Yeah. And that's just annoying. Yeah. Just like ceiling. Sorry. Not off topic. Ceiling crawlers. Always think of exorcist three. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> I always think of um, nightmare on Elm street. The first one where she's like pinned to the wall. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not technically crawling. But. Well, well, yeah. To me, that and the same with poltergeist. Those are more. Someone's being attacked, and this is happening. The other is this is a creepy person crawling on the ceiling. They're, yeah, oh, so yeah. they, they feel different to me. Yeah, and more right. than they are spider buddy. buggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that old lady's a spider buggy, a demonic spider buggy. Yeah. <laughs> spider buggy takes a really dark turn. And how, if you were an old lady, wouldn't you? Hail Satan! If you went from being in a wheelchair to crawling on the ceiling, come on. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is kind of a leap for me. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm I, I'm not gonna hail Satan if I could, you know, spider buggy across the ceiling. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not. I don't know if they call it spider buggy. I might think about it. <laughs> if they call it spider buggy, <laughs> if they call it spider buggy, it's yeah. like you crawl on the ceiling, crawl well, on the ceiling. A spider buggy can. Oh wait, spider buggy style. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in. But you got butt static. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. 
His his butt was hovering above it, and it made static. That's uh, you know probably. Well, yeah, he's got very staticky fur. Yeah, he does. I always feel bad when I'm like cold and I'm all wrapped up, and then he comes over and I go to pet him, and there's like a giant shock, and I'm like ah, you know. Yeah, and he's probably like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, he usually runs away, <laughs> but it's not me. It's science. Science did that to you. Ash versus the Evil Dead. I think we're one episode behind on that, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's, Is that on Showtime? What's that on? That's on Stars. Oh, which is weird. See that? Yeah, I'm. I haven't watched any of it, and I would like to, but it's not a thing that is super easy to find. It's Stars is kind of one of those weird stations. Yeah, and yeah. this is obviously them trying to, because they've had pretty good original programming. Um, I think we fell off before they came back for another season, but we watched their, was it Spartacus? Not Spartacus. Yeah. Was that them? Yeah, that was Stars. Oh, did they, I didn't think they ever came back with it because the guy had cancer. Yeah, well, they had to recast. Oh. But it was, and it was, well, they had the first season and then they did like a prequel season mm. um, or a prequel half season. Right. Yeah. And I didn't want to watch it because I was like, these guys are dead. This is, I can't watch yeah, this. Yeah, it followed I know characters dead. who died in the first season. But they were interesting characters. Yeah. Speaking of Lucy Lawless. Yeah. I was just going to say, hey, both have Lucy Lawless in it. And then I guess it did come back for more, another, at least another season after they recast. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bummer. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that guy was pretty good. And yeah. Yeah. But. And recasting always sucks, but especially the main character. Well, and especially because the original actor died. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer. Oh, I didn't know he died. I just thought he was. Like, oh, maybe. Well, now I'm second guessing it, but I would assume so. Oh, well, that's even worse. I just thought if they had if. OK, so if you know, if he got better and they mm-hmm. recast it, if they come back later and recast and he got better, that kind of extra sucks. No. I, I, so the first time that the new guy said, I am Spartacus, that was really awkward. I bet uh, 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 uh. it would be weird <laughs> to be that guy mm-hmm. stepping into that role. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. Nobody take that as news. Well, this isn't. This is shows. This is actually several years old. But I could be wrong about <laughs> the fact, that fact. Don't take it as fact. Mm. But I think that's how it went. Maybe we should consult the stars. Uh. <laughs> stars. But yeah, that was great. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was a good series. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, it's it was a almost HBO quality. Oh, I thought it was HBO. Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was stars. It was lots of lots of naked stuff. Lots of naked stuff. Um, stars has been kind of trying to dip into the HBO market. It seems like with like um, no, that was Showtime. I was thinking that um, Stars was trying to do their own UFC kind of thing, but I I think that was maybe Showtime. Well, Showtime has or had at least um, Shameless. Other than that, they didn't. I didn't think they. Well, had they did anything. had Dexter, and that was super popular. Oh no! Yeah, I and remember. I enjoyed Dexter for I a while. It. I just fell off. Yeah, me too. But from what I understand, it didn't end the best, so that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of those things that it was really good while I was watching it, but I felt it going the way of weeds, kind of. Yeah, weeds was also Showtime. Was it? Yeah. Okay, well that was good until it stopped being weeds and turned into slutty. Uh, Drug kingpin stupidness. I don't know. Well, 
part of the appeal of Weeds was that it was suburban. Uh-huh. Um, well, she was widow, but suburban housewife turned uh, weed dealer mm. to make ends meet. And that's just a fun concept. And it was serious at times, but also kind of like it was kind like of a, like a less intense Breaking Bad. Yeah, basically. It had Kevin Nealon, and he's uh, yeah, usually yeah. fun. So, yeah, yeah, definitely a less intense, more lighthearted Breaking Bad style thing. Yeah. And then they left the suburban setting. Mm hmm. Uh, they burned the entire town down. Yeah, I remember. Oh, wow. So, I, I remember. It had already been going So, not way. much less intense. Well, and that's the thing, though. It became like, it just kind of be, it got too big. They tried, they yeah. tried to make it Breaking Bad. And then, and to be fair, it was quite a what, ways before Breaking Bad, I think. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah. And not, and they still try to, you know, they try to keep it com- comedic, but like, I just lost interest and. <laughs> hey, we just burned down the town. That's funny. They were doing things with certain characters that I was like, no, that just doesn't work. And it didn't matter because you, you could always tell what was going to happen. She's, she, you know, she's going to get in trouble. So she's going to go sleep with this guy and he's going to help her out of it. And then she's going to get in trouble with that guy. So she's going to go sleep with this guy and well, he's going to help her get it out of it. That's Arrow funny. That's <laughs> 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 true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to take it back into more Grawlaxy territory. So we were trying to catch up on Arrow. We finished last oh. season because I knew there was the big tie. Uh, there, there were the big crossovers coming, and that was going to mm-hmm. spin off Which Legends of Tomorrow. Were good. I don't know if we talked about that, but those were pretty good. Were they? Well, yeah. see, we stopped watching Flash so we could catch up on Arrow, and then we were going to catch up on all of it. And we got into the current season of Arrow, and I think Melanie could actually still go, keep going, and maybe I'll pick it back up. But I kind of got to the point where I was like. This show is t- I I just can't do it anymore. Yes, you can, baby. They they're resurrected. They resurrected. You, you have to get through it. They resurrected it- butt butthole face, and I will still watch it. <laughs> I just couldn't. Oh God, it's the writing's never been great. Oh, it's, it's bad. rarely has it even been that good. <laughs> In terms you're, of characters, you're, oh, so you're still you're still in season three, right? No, we're we we we're we got several. They just resurrected butthole face. Yeah, that that's this current. Season. <laughs> you got to narrow that down. Um, we're, she has a giant butthole on her chin. <laughs> it's um <laughs> oh uh, her face. Okay, the, yeah, the first canary in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're almost yeah you're almost caught up then. Yeah, yeah. I don't like her. Obviously, it's just the it's the, oh, the <laughs> characters are so bad and. I understand why they're still doing the flashbacks to, to... To I don't. Okay, I don't. The flashbacks to Oliver's time on the island, which it's apparently was not that much time on the island, but he's back on the island. At this point, like this far into the series, yeah, they're just so really, unnecessary. Those, those flashbacks are pointless, and they're not even that interesting anymore. No, no, and they don't even, like, for a while, I mean, after they seemed started to seem pointless at least they were kind of thematically tying it into what was currently happening uh-huh yeah um it didn't even seem like they're doing that anymore i was just like just did stop. you guys get you guys haven't gotten to the constantine episode yet though. no 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 god constantine we'll start watching it again but man i don't remember what it was it was a bunch of stuff it was just characters being idiots and i was like i can't do it i'm done with the mm-hmm. show forget it yeah i'll go back to it yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it funny. It's because, you know, they have these stupid things that shouldn't even be problems. And then as soon as they they, they resolve them, 
they it, like okay diggle in arrow we're friends again yay oh, yeah. but then yeah. now we have to deal with um well, besides butthole face, uh, <laughs> we, have to, so terrible. we have to deal with freaking um, this drama with um, the police captain. Oh, that too. Yeah. The captain and Laurel. Oh, my God. The, Laurel and what's her butt? Oh, my the, God. The Is that the episode that you guys just watched? The one where it's like it mirrors itself like Arrow shows up and he's like. This is a thing, and, da, 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 da. and he's like, and then he shows up later, and it's like the opposite, but it's the same scene, only mirrored. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. That doesn't. Oh sound my familiar. god, that that. Oh, when you get there, that was <laughs> that was almost comedic because it's like, oh my god. I think the one we just watched, and this might have been the Arrow and Diggle, the Arrow, <laughs> Arrow and Diggle, kind of finally made up because. Right. Diggle's brother, or because Arrow took a bullet for Diggle. Except it wasn't a bullet; oh. it was a card. Oh yeah, he took a card. Oh, immediately right. later in the earlier in that episode, they were talking about what do I have to do? Take a bullet? Blah blah yeah. blah, or whatever. Or I don't feel like oh. you take a bullet for me. Or and, and the Kishner or captain or whatever the heck he is started drinking again, and there yeah. was this stupid Laurel d- d- dad don't drink moment that was like. I'm like, this is, this is like the cheesiest stuff you see in every single show, all the time, and that's all they have. Well, it, it's is like the same crap you see everywhere, always. I've always there's always been some eye roll moments, and there's always at least one character in the show that I hate, that I yell at, and I'm like, just get out. Why are you even here? It used to be Laurel for a long time. Why are you even yeah. in this show? Just. I don't care. Get out of this show. Why don't they kill you and then they resurrect her? Gosh. Just get out of here. Why are you here? We don't care about your drug problem. We don't care about none of this. You are not interesting. Yeah. And it got to the point where. And you're not even the love interest anymore. No. And it got to the point where. I felt that way about every character. I was like, Felicity. I like Felicity. At least she was kind of getting better. But like last season, it got to the point where it was like, Felicity's not even fun anymore. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Now that she's the love angle, it's like, uh. And she was, but she was the unrequited love angle, which made it funny and tragic. Yeah. yeah. And I like I like Diggle, even though they didn't really give him much to do most of the time, but it got to the point where I was like, Diggle, get over it. Your wife has gotten over it. No kidding. You can get over it. Yeah. Uh. Like, big picture. You know what he was doing. Yeah, it's crappy. Get over it. Uh. Ugh. They're like taking an Uzi to a dead horse. Thea. It's it's a uh, yeah, the the show as a whole is not improving much, but it's like episodes that are good. Like I'll keep going. I the think. Constantine episode is pretty great. I mean, it's kind of that's really fun. And then the crossover episodes are brilliantly put together. Okay. That's good. Well, I hate, catch up. I remember the thing that with the current I hate what they're doing with Thea because I actually like Thea. She's like one of the few characters that I, I'm like, I like Thea. She's a good character and I like the actress that plays her. She seems to do it well, but lately she's been being stupid. There's no finesse to the writing in how they handle character arcs or characters. Like Thea is a good example where it's like, she's, you know, whatever she's Thea. She's actually, they've not been doing well for her for a long time because she's all consistently in the dark getting lied to Mm -hmm. until she's not. In which case it becomes, she becomes resurrected, 
and then it's not like she kind of has a problem or this thing's caused this problem. It's, we need a baseline uh, killing in order to sate your bloodlust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's a mess. Yeah. I'll pick it up. I think we just push through. We just got. We were through. trying to catch up, so we were watching like one episode almost I would every say night, that, and I was just I like, would no. say that you could just skip, but you can't because it's all building pretty well. I mean, like the the crossover episode is really fun, and some of that stuff won't make sense unless you get caught up. We will. I'll do it. We'll do it, and then we'll go watch Agents of Shield. Uh, I don't think oh, I'm gonna catch, I don't think I'm gonna catch up on that one. Uh, I I'm really sad because <laughs> it, it had promise. Well, you keep watching it. People say it got decent. We're 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 still watching it. It yeah. It yo-yos between being awesome and not so awesome. Where you at would make a big oh, difference. We're way far back. Yeah. It it it's gonna be peaks and valleys, just like Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the Marvel stuff in general, like we've still we've never watched Agent Carter. And I've heard good oh, things about it. I, I like Agent Carter. I, I actually like her better than oh her Agents of Shield. Yeah. Well, uh, it's yeah, it's uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, I'm confusing it with like a movie John Carter or something like that. No. Oh, or, yeah, not. It, it was Captain wait, America's is John Carter female like friend, I guess. Yeah, and John Carter's like a pulp comic from the whatever 50s or 60s from the awesome or, era. And then there was a Disney movie. Yeah. 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 He's a pulp hero. All right. I'd probably like that. Um, We finally just, we just finally watched. I need to not hit the table. That makes a big Microsoft or Microsoft <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Words, baby. Microphone. Aren't, you, aren't you supposed to start wording? I am so tired. It makes a 10.5. It makes a. Um, we've been going for a while. So uh, <laughs> we finally got around to watching Ant-Man. Yeah. And it it was pretty fun. It was. You mean Iron Man? Tiny, yeah. tiny Iron. Tiny, tiny Rick. Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tiny Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely see the complaint there. Um, no, I don't because uh, I like Robert Downey Jr. and he's cool in a certain way, but Paul Rudd is awesome in a completely different way. So they are not the same. Well, I was slightly bothered by the comic relief. His friends. Yeah. They were okay, but it felt racist? Kinda. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, here's the goofy kind of dumb minorities to be comic relief. Yeah. Ah. Oh they're it's not racist. There's a white guy. But he can't just be a white guy. He's gotta be have Russian. Yeah. Uh, uh, was, uh, and then the best part about it, which is sad because it's only works because of the racist stereotype. Was him being like, I was at this wine tasting and then I was looking at this art. You know how I like whatever, you know? Yeah. When is, yeah. Yeah. That kind of made it more racist. Yeah. Cause that's the joke is that why would this guy be wine tasting? Why would this guy, I mean, it's not just because of his race. It's also like he's a criminal and, you well, know, well, kind no, of a thug. It's not his race. It's, it's the way he, he's portraying his race with the, you know, there are lots of, uh, Hispanics. That don't speak ghetto talk. They speak Hispanic languages. Mexican, or excuse me, Mexican. See, now I'm being racist. Spanish and Portuguese and whatever. <laughs> they speak the Mexican. Um, <laughs> that. Oh, the hate mail we will get. Melody. From 
from ants. Let's see. Women. We'll cut the cut the Mexican out then. <laughs> oh, now we're whitewashing the episode. <laughs> That's that it. is just too spunky. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I kind of did feel that way. I was like, oh, yeah. We. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I. I think we might have even mentioned it during. We're like, wow, they're like transformer robots or something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I, and I have not. Obadiah Stane is an uh, ironmonger, and this guy that's not a thing is a character that's not a thing. So rather than come up with an actual Ant Man villain, we have the ironmonger of the Ant Man world. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's basically the, the complaint with the, the Iron plot, Man complaint with oh. the plot is it's, it's again. Here's a guy with a suit. Here's a guy with a better suit or a bigger suit. Yeah. Same powers, mm-hmm. better suit. We're gonna take over your company. We're gonna steal your technology. Yeah. We're gonna be better. We're gonna but sell we're gonna it to these it guys who are gonna use it as, for, for weapons. Evil. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I knew this was gonna be an issue, and going into it, it's not as bad, but it was still apparent. Knowing that the Edgar Wright and his name's still all over it for yeah. story and knowing that Edgar Wright was going to was involved and was going to direct it. And then some of the cool, super cool things they did, mm-hmm. including that crazy trip out, um, smaller than molecules oh, going yeah. into, I was like, and that stuff was still cool. And the, the cool action sequences were the train action sequence and all that. The Thomas, the train is what made me love that movie. The reason that that movie, anything else that it did, I can forgive because of Thomas the Train. All the blatant racism. You throw Thomas the Train. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he threw a tank out the window. That was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, but come on. Tom, a oh, yeah. giant Thomas the Train the with the eyeballs engine. moving. Yeah. Oh, oh, my. Uh, and that stuff was cool. And I just think it would have looked much cooler and felt more like, ooh, awesome and epic mm-hmm. if uh, Edgar, Wright. Edgar Wright. It's still had control of it and yeah. had been directing yeah. it because he's he's a fantastic director and you could see the influence there like the mm-hmm. ideas are cool it's yeah. kind of weird it's a little trippy even putting like having that like big fight kind of the last big fight between the two the villain and the good guy in this little girl's bedroom uh-huh. when they're in these like crazy suits that is a great image but it's just like they never it it like I don't know, it just wasn't as dynamic as I think it could have been. Yeah, it was still fun though. Yeah, I liked yeah. it overall. I just you know, once you see the plot for what it is, it's like oh yeah. And then you've got all these you know some of the complaints we made before, where it's like okay, well now Ant Man has to set up a uh, civil war, so we've got to show the Avengers complex, and he's got to do a fight scene with the uh, Falcon mm-hmm. because do you because think he does. now? I mean, they've never really said why Edgar Wright jumped out, but do you think that it's that stuff that might have? Sp- like brought it on or do you think maybe they were like well, who knows it may be because you know that's the kind of thing that um joss whedon didn't like so yeah, yeah but that didn't seem that bad to me and it, it it was way better than how they shoved it into half the other movies yeah i mean i could kind of tell i was like like obviously like they just kind of threw this whole like we need to get this little piece thing you know and it, oh it's the avengers you know yeah whatever i could barely i could barely tell you why they had to go 
to the Avengers now, several months after seeing the movie. I mean, it's probably so fresh for you guys, but it's like, mm-hmm. why'd they go there again? I don't even remember and why that was important. I mean, and this is, again, maybe somebody will hate me. That's the kind of episode it is. But afterward, they, they're like, you, he's like, I fought an Avenger. And I'm like, no, he didn't. That guy does not count. <laughs> you fought a, a B. Right? You fought a second stringer. Yeah. You fought a sidekick. Yeah. You, I don't even know if he's even second, really. <laughs> was Falcon ever in the Avengers? He might not have even been in them. No, I was, just try- I, I, I was trying to think of. In the movies, he is, but. Yeah. I mean, J- just because you associate with the Avengers doesn't make you an Avenger. Okay. He was hanging out, he was doing security at the Avengers compound. So that I've never seen so before. If, so if I go to uh, the Marines and there's uh, a guy that's never been in the military at, at a guard station outside and I kick his butt, did I beat the, the Marines? <laughs> Maybe. No. By this logic, I, they you sh- did. Would, shouldn't have him there. That'd be kind of redundant, but. Well, just say, and you know, okay, it's not fair to the actor that plays Falcon. Was it Falconer? Falcon? Whatever. Flying guy. It's disappointing when they get there and like another superhero shows up, and you're like, oh, it's just that guy. (laughs) You know, it is disappointing. (laughs) It is. There hasn't been a Falcon movie. There's been an Iron Man movie. There's been Captain America movie. I'm trying to, I'm trying Thor. to, now Thor. I'm really stumped on this. I mean, obviously he's in the Avengers now because he's Captain America now, but I don't know if he's even been in the Avengers. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's Captain Maybe. America now? In the comics. Yeah. Oh. He's Falcon. He's been America. in the no, Avengers, but I don't know if that was ever before he became. But the Cap. comics do crazy things. Yeah. Wait. You look like your world just got <laughs> No, I'm so confused. Why? Uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about the comics, man. Yeah, and then... Oh, no! No, part of my issue is DC and Marvel suck, and their people are all the same. And I'm like, wait a minute, he's not Hawkman? No, he's not <laughs> Hawkman. That's something else. No, no. Because he's actually, like, part bird, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, depends on what... Well, not yeah, like bird, but like his wings or his yeah, body, not. It suit. depends on which version of him, because he's uh, died how many hundred times. But uh, he comes from a pl- like Thangar. that power I comes that. from a like a different planet or something. Yeah, so. yeah, Thangar. I don't know Thangar. why certain things stick in my brain. You remember the planet they come from? Yeah, the Hawk people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why. But it's DC. I know it's who went to search for the Fountain of Youth. I don't know why. Don't know where I learned it, but it, it will forever be in my brain. Okay, so he was an Avenger. Okay. <laughs> this is, but this this is kind of sad. Um, reading the Wikipedia page, U.S. government superhero liaison Henry Guyrich, you know, of X-Men fame, um, then recruits the Falcon as one of the few active African-American superheroes to fill a mandated racial quota for uh, the venerable team, the Avengers. So, so he was an Avenger, but he was a token Avenger. Uh-huh. And he was, and it even became part of the, uh, the story you know, storyline. Resentful of being a token, the Falcon quits at the first opportunity. Yeah. So he becomes an Avenger and that's pro- that probably explains a little bit why he was not an Avenger most of the time because most of the time he just helps cap out on captain america's book 
Yeah. And he's probably, you know, like, well, he's more my speed, you know, than these actual superheroes. <laughs> I mean, Captain's got the shield, but other than that. Oh, yes, maybe maybe oh, some super strength from some serum, but I, he doesn't really seem super strong to me. He seems like medium strong. He's strong <laughs> enough to somehow flip over a motorcycle handlebars and throw the motorcycle. But yeah. I guess he was kind of using science incorrectly, but he was using <laughs> momentum. Yeah. That shouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that he would have never been able to do that in his own movies, only in an Avenger movie. I think the super strength, I mean, it's not like super, uh, we're, t- we're talking about Captain America, yeah. right? Uh, it's yeah. not like Superman level, but I think the first movie, at least initially, portrayed w- w- what kind of powers it gave him pretty well. Because he'd like, the jumping thing was cool in the first movie. Yeah. And then after that, like his powers just kind of, he can just do whatever. He can just leap around a, a flying ship so, and all this. Minus the shield, who do you think would win with him and Jessica Jones? Uh, all I know is TV Jessica Jones. Yeah. And she's tough, but she kind of gets the crap beat out of her a lot in that show. I think okay. uh, because Cap has a lot of like military training. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But I mean, if it's like just a straight up slug out, then mm. Jessica Jones would probably win. She's yeah. got like better jumping than he does. Because she's yeah. almost in. Well, she's not invulnerable though, is she? She's no. just super strong. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she in the she, TV she show has super punches, but not super blocks. Yeah, she yeah. bleeds. And I think he has like some enhanced. He's not like a healing factor, but I think he's got some like healing yeah enhancement but she's a girl i still think she'd win because he he wouldn't want to hit her so we finished jessica jones oh you did yeah yeah oh, fantastic i liked it a lot me too it was really good it was great yeah 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 the netflix is is rocking it so mm. far i'm really I, say, I think uh they're, they're doing better than most of the uh the marvel tv oh, otherwise for you know, sure well, Daredevil like, and Jessica Jones win win. Mm-hmm. Agent Carter, I'm curious. A- Agents of Shield, I've lost interest. But the but Daredevil and Jessica Jones are awesome. Yeah. So I'm totally on board. I mean, the tone is going to be different. We're talking ABC ABC shows versus shows that technically can go as far as they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they do. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, you can tell they rein certain things in. Yeah, but but only not just very, very far. I, like, it's still stuff that wouldn't fly on a broadcast yeah. sh- station at all. Um, and the tone of both are pretty dark. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. I know that end was great. Yeah, yeah. And it goes, I it go. It's pretty hardcore. They make a kill grave pretty hardcore. They actually make him more, um, and I was having this conversation with a lot of, I don't know, I don't even know who it was at this point because I've, you know, I'll talk to anybody that's actually seen this series about this. Um, but it, they actually made Kilgrave a lot more like, I wouldn't say that you like him, but you almost sympathize with him. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, you were like a lab rat. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know, it's like you, you kind of like, oh, and you do not sympathize with Kilgrave at all in the comic. Like, 
he's just a monster. And they do a good job of making him a monster in the show, but like he's a little bit more likable if he can be likable at all. Yeah. I mean, I did feel sorry for him for half a second until y- his parents got there. And then I'm yeah. like, it's still their fault because, well, I mean, he might just ha- automatically have had something wrong from like this, his brain problems. But um, usually if a kid is like that, it's because you didn't, they, they didn't have the like, yeah, they could have been affections still- and the things taught. You know, or things taught to him, so he doesn't understand emotions. That's going to be their fault, unless it is just his brain. Well, thing. no, they they kind of make a point because at least in, or you make a good point because at least in the videos, how it portrays it is, yeah, they're not super warm on it. They're not super affectionate towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're like their defense is, well, he was sick, he was going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. We we're just trying to save him. All this and that. Yeah. Which is fine, and it's unpleasant, but, like, it still seems like they could have raised him better. At yeah. least up to the point at which he made his mother put an iron, uh, iron, burn her face somehow. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't know anyone who's, well, I'm, no. no. I, I've never really known anybody who's psychotic or, or no, so, a sociopath or anything like that. But, Count your blessings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, I don't. But I've had a friend who had some emotional issues, and part of that was that her family was not affectionate, and and there it wasn't. They loved her, but I guess they weren't really raised affectionate. Like she's like, I don't remember my mother ever hugging me ever, mm-hmm. and and I, you know I was friends with her for years, and yeah, they weren't. They didn't say pleasant things to each other. They didn't, you know, whatever. Which is weird to me because I. Tell my family I love them and hug and kiss them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, no wonder you have, you know, the problems you have with relationships and things because you never really learned to be that way. Um, and I'm not saying she's not she's crazy and she's, you know, a fine person or whatever. But, yeah, she's always going to have those problems because she didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. Well, right. And I think I think what they did well with him is with Kilgrave is. There's just things he doesn't understand. Like he knows, yeah. he knows, he knows he's doing bad things, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't really understand why he shouldn't. He's just right. Like, he has no empathy at all. It, well, right. that, that, and that's what makes him a sociopath. Y- yeah. And well, maybe not. So is it or, which one? One of them like no knows know. or at least can fake it. Whichever and sociopaths he, can fake it, but he has no reason if they choose to. Fake to. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The only time he. And it's not necessarily faking it, but the only time he puts puts on, you know, being nice really is because he wants to. He wants Jessica Jones to yeah uh, stick with him, yeah, to be with him, and but even then he doesn't seem to understand mm-hmm. what her problem with him is, mm-hmm. right? And that neighbor lady got blown up. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. What about Nuke? I mean, like, one of the things I really like about this series is they pull in so many weird side characters like Hellcat and Nuke. I was like, oh my God, that's Nuke. I he was in there for several episodes before I was like, Oh. Is that the guy? Yeah, he's a guy. Right. 
The cop. The, yeah, I'm the assuming. Cop. So. Yeah, the cop. Okay. Uh, new, the red, white, and blue pills. He he goes like totally crazy and paints his face with an American flag. And oh, nice. Yeah, and that's yeah, and they pull that character. I I just liked how that progressed. Like he just seemed like another, like yeah, he just victim. seemed he and, just seemed like another character, and mm-hmm. and he was fine as that. And then it was like, oh wait. And he becomes like a pretty important character in the series. He becomes almost w- more of a bad guy than fr- freaking uh, Kilgrave. He at least has something of an excuse. He doesn't. He's just this crazy bad well, me. The drugs are his excuse. It's so hard when I don't have words. A bad. He's when a I meanie. When I, he's a big meat doo doo head. When I can't use the appropriate Grolixes, it's very hard yeah. to say. Yeah. What I want to say. They mean so many words. That Grolixin guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a big Grolix. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to slap a Grolix on him. Yeah. I'd like to stick a Grolix in his Grolix and play Grolix in place. <laughs> play Grolix hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. It's not Christmas anymore, is it? Uh, it's not- a new year. It's a new year. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a brand new baby year. That's where the New Year's <laughs> baby thing comes from. Huh? Baby New Year. That's where that thing comes from. It's a brand new year. Brand oh, new it's baby where new people year. like have contests to see who can shoot their kid out first. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Um so for more talk like this, visit GrelixPodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, hey, think about uh, rating and reviewing us on iTunes and Stitcher because, um, I don't know, that's like that's like currency other than, you know, actual money for a podcast. And it's free for you to give away. So give us some rates and reviews. Yes, please. It helps. It, and what it does really is it helps. It tells iTunes and Stitcher, hey. People like this show. I'm going to recommend this to more people. So it Melanie helps, can get some hate mail. It, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> help spread the... If you dislike this episode, <laughs> spread the word. <laughs> and Melanie will get some hate mail. That I won't read. Send it to... Melanie offends everyone at... That's not what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> if you want to interact with us, send an email or you know what? Record yourself. Oh, yeah. Give us some send. vocal feedback, some verbiage. That would be awesome. It's 2016. I want you to word at us. Yeah. Send send some MP3 words. Send some MP3 words and we will play them on the show so long as, you know. You keep them growlixed and yeah. yeah. Uh, keep it PG. Yeah, we because we can't we can't make uh Randy edit more than he already does. Yeah, that's right. This is whoa. <laughs> and send it to letters at grolicspodcast.com as in letters page. I I really wish not. I really kind of regret not setting it up as letters page at grolicspodcast.com, but I didn't want to make it too long. I hear you. I don't want to have to type more than I have to. And I figure you shouldn't. And if you're going to take the time to send us a message, I want to make that as that, easy as possible. That's that's uh that's the level of care that we that we have. Mhm. We have that level of care. They do. We care and we think about you.
Grolix cares. Grolix cares. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. In 2016, there will be more Grolix cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe one. <laughs> Maybe one more Grolix cares. Maybe another. <laughs> yeah, we'll at least double it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Randy. Give me some Grolix, baby. This is Melanie. Grolix's leave. And this is Jesse. This is not some Grolix tech like the Iron Man suit. We're doomed. Thank you for listening to Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of Electronic Media Collective and Vocal Arrow Studios. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. To hear more, visit RollixPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast and like us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Podcast. Okay, so I'm a, you're familiar with Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, I'm guessing. Yeah. That's like right. Yeah. yeah. Um, an interesting thing about the series, and it doesn't really hurt it, but they do not have the legal rights to use anything introduced in Army of Darkness. Oh. So they do do, like, they they do do. They occasionally will do, like, a flashback or, like, Ash will eventually, like, gives other, like, side characters backstory. And mm-hmm. so they'll use footage and they use the story from evil dead and evil dead 2 but they can't use any of the army of darkness stuff and that's kind of weird huh like yeah. like he works in a convenience type store or like a one of those places but it's not smart because smart was introduced oh. in army of darkness in army of darkness i have right. not heard him say boomstick although he does um use a shotgun and but then again that stuff was introduced in evil dead 2 the shotgun and the chainsaw hand yeah um but yeah, the does sur- he have a metal? Does he have like a metal hand? Um, he does get a robotic type hand eventually. He gets a Nintendo Power Glove. It's not exactly what it is, but it's what it looks like. It, basically, ah. yeah. So he doesn't have like, but it, he doesn't have it by default. Like it's not like it's no. something he had from that adventure or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that kind of sucks because it would have been extra awesome if they could just. But then again, yeah, just continue it, right? Yeah, but they did. They do kind of leave it like ambiguous. I, like, yeah, I think they leave. There's it. more stuff that happened, but I just can't talk about it or I haven't. Well, like when he, I think it might even be the first episode when he's giving the one char- like a side character, um, like his kind of backstory, explaining, you know, here's what happened. At one point, you know, he gets to the Evil Dead Two stuff, and and. The character's like, well, how did you get out of that? And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. Or it's a long story or whatever. Like, he, he kind of shrugs it off, like, what happened between Evil Dead 2 and just where he's at now. I think they're holding out hope that eventually they can get the rights back. So they're leaving it uh, kind of open to work with that eventually if they can. Yeah, it's I was I was disappointed at first. And I was like, it seems weird that they just wouldn't mention that. And I was like, I bet there's some reason they don't have the rights and then i listened to uh like a comic con panel or something and that's definitely that's totally what it was 
So <laughs> will he go back to Esmer or he'll probably, uh, if they ever get the rights, he'll probably just explain it. Like how he got fired from Esmart when, when the deadites attacked him at, while he was at work. But it's good. It bounces between good. It's always fun, but it bounces between good and like <laughs> ridiculous. But that's mm-hmm. kind of appropriate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like not like arrow ridiculous. Oh no, it's it's you know intentionally yeah cheesy tongue in tongue in cheek evil dead 2 ridiculous some of the episodes are great some of the episodes are i'm like this is what an evil dead series should be Mm -hmm. and then other episodes aren't bad they're just kind of like okay yeah that last one we watched was fantastic yeah yeah seems like some of it is basically like if they mashed up um evil dead with my name is bruce yeah i mean kind of i didn't really watch my name is bruce no yeah it it was wait wait was that the movie the movie. It was oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Never mind. But what's kind of interesting is, I mean, as the series has been going, he feels more like my name is Bruce, Bruce Campbell attitude. Uh-huh. But especially at the beginning of the series, the first several episodes, it's interesting to see him get back into <coughs> Ash mode. And you're like, oh, like Ash still is. I mean, he's still kind of that Bruce Campbell cocky idiot. But there is like a different character to Ash than just the my name is Bruce stuff. 